Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. We are... Jesus fucking Christ, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR. Baseball is dead. ASMR. Is that what it's called? It's the yeah. playoffs, baby. Yes. Yeah. Come on. He's sipping on that playoff juice. <laughs> That's fucking Java Joe. That's who that is. Yeah. So fucking, yeah. the, the dads got their Java Joe. We got our Java Joe. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> um. We're halfway through the division series, kind hey, of. Hey, yeah, kind of ish, a little well, day off here or there. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's some series that are have only played one game, and the Yankee the Yankees have played one baseball game in like the last ten days. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Yay, scheduling, and it might but be worse. Get- I saw some people saying that the game might get rained out tonight. Oh, jeez, that's not stop it. That's on just, the table. <clears throat> it's raining here that- in DC. Pull that energy back out of the universe. I'm not Suck. trying to put that out into the universe. I'm just saying it's on the table. Uh, tonight, if you're listening to this, what is it? What is today? Today's Thursday. Today is Thursday. Are you out on Seattle, Dallas? Is that an official no from you? Uh, it's looking like an official no because uh, it's looking like Saturday is a uh, <clears throat> is a jujitsu belt ceremony. Ah, so black belt. I can't just I can't just skip out on shit like that. Jesus. That's fine. That's oh, fine. Me and Jake will just go to Seattle. We'll just have a grand old time. 
I, I, I trust me. I would really like to be there. You were, you were about really to say, to trust me, I would much rather be there than with my kids. No, no, that's why I that's said I'd really say. like to be there because I no, would much rather be But there. what you I'd wanted really to like say to is, trust me, I would much rather be at the first playoff game in Seattle in 21 years than at some stupid ceremony for my <laughs> kids that are fake fighting. Like They don't even really fight. Well, it's uh, if I'm being honest, they're taking up, like we talked about last time, a lot of space, little to no contributions in return on their mm-hmm. end. Uh, I had a hell of a morning this morning. Kid woke <laughs> up with an entire fucking box of markers on her face. That yeah. was fun. So, yeah, uh, th- there's, there's got to like be a I little more. Like I said earlier, though, da- hey, it starts at the top. That's, that's management. But hey. you, want, you want to blame the employees. That starts at the top. Nope. Well, then you know what? I have to then then I say thank you because that's initiative that's being taken because for Mm -hmm. a three year old to be up in the morning, fully dressed and essentially having got herself extra ready for school. So she thought Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. I feel like my wife's doing a pretty good job. Yeah. She was just trying to attack the day is all. That's it. That's it. And she it's one nothing her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tonight. Shane Bieber versus Nasty Nestor Cortez. That is the 737 game. And then you have Luis Castillo versus Framber Valdez. That's 337. So by the time this is out, that that game will probably already started. Um, Yeah. Maybe even done. Um, But the division series has begun. Uh, I'm looking at the predictions that we made. I don't know that we're doing stellar right now. I, I saw some people calling out Dallas being like, what a huge pussy to not pick the Padres. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you it's it's one one going to San Diego, Dallas. I'm going to give you the opportunity right now to walk back your Dodgers pick. I will let you switch to the Padres if you so choose. And I will I will act. I will not make any reference to you originally picking the Dodgers. I will treat it as though you picked the Padres before the series started. You have one opportunity entering game three at 1-1 to switch to the Padres. There will be no mention of that switch ever again. Do you want to take it? Can't do it. I can't do it. Why? I can't do it. I, I, you I, have I, no balls. I can't do it. That is the best deal I've ever offered you. I can't do that. I can't do I I just, I, I want to. I, I really They're going like, back to confident. San Diego. They stole a game. They, I don't even think they outright won a game in L.A. Now they're going back to San Diego for two. And you're telling me big game Blake is going in game three against Tony nice. Gonsolin, who's been hurt. This might be 2-1 Padres before we're, we're looking at a game four scenario. Dallas, did you see the goose? Saw the goose. Yeah, dude. Saw the goose. You're telling me that doesn't get you uh, excited for the Padres? I no, I, I I guess that's probably on me failing to see the correlation there. Um but <laughs> but uh look the Dodgers are just You don't see the correlation? I thought you played the I, bigs, man. What happened? I, I, yeah. I what feel like the, you, dude? You changed. You I, switched I, up. I, I just don't see I think the Dodgers are just too strong. I'm sorry. They're not. They just fucking lost, dude. I might switch to the Padres. Are you going to take your own deal? Jared, I'll give you this deal. 
<laughs> right here, right now. One yeah. one. It's basically like the series is zero zero. Uh-huh. It's basically like it's, we're starting it's a from wild scratch. card series. Yeah, you've got the opportunity as we sit right here today to be on mm-hmm. what you believe to be the right side of history. Yeah, if you so choose. And again, yeah. no mention of this going back. <laughs> none i'll let that shit slide i won't even think twice about bringing that up ever Mm -hmm. ever again and you know me jared i'll never bring it up again so this will be your opportunity as i said to get on the right side with the dads if Mm -hmm. you so choose if you got the fucking balls to Mm -hmm. do it otherwise just fucking pipe down otherwise just get in line yeah what do you got you know what? Hmm. I think hmm. I might take the deal. Let's go. Are you I think I might the take the deal? deal. I think I might oh. take the deal. I think I might. I'm, I think I might go dads in in five at this point. Wow. Wow. Uh, so at you one got one. Dads in five. You got him going back to L.A. for Ood, and that's yeah, it. Just yeah, see you yeah. later. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. Um, I think Dodgers it goes the distance. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you you before the series, you kind of. You considered I talked dads you into it, didn't I? I talked you no, into wanting no, 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 to no. make that move. No. You just didn't have the balls to do it no. from the onset. Now you're putting it on me. You want to know what the, I the gave factor you the is? Opening and look at you, you fucking weasel right through. I, I wanted to see. I wanted to see Hater. What does that guy look like? It, oh, no, especially, he's back. Yeah, no, he's back. Hater's you back. Feel like he's back. Yeah, that makes a difference. That makes a difference. And he did hey, it Will in Will Smith was not far off that fucking 97 up and in. All right. He fouled that shit off. He was yeah. not far off. Not yeah, far but off. No barrel. No damage. No barrel. So um, Machado, they're pit like I, I, this, getting to be able to cheat a little bit and see some approach like they're they're coming at Machado. It's not working out. Like, I, I feel like that's a guy that you picture. I said that before the series started. I said, I feel like the factor here is the Dodgers are going to pitch around Machado, which is going to piss off Soto and, and elevate well, his game, and then Soto is going to be the guy to kill him. But well, they're just coming at Machado, and Machado's hurting him bad. I was just going to say, it's almost like Juan Soto is going to be a postseason acquisition. Yeah. Like if if well, he starts, he's, you know what he's I mean? doing everything that he can. He's walking, he's bunting, he's just getting mm-hmm. on base. Never lost a playoff series in his entire life. Juan Soto? In the in the big league level, no. Damn. He's just he's doing what he needs to do. Like if Juan Soto is gonna have that conversation with himself and be like, listen, I am not shooting the gaps, I'm not crushing homers, but I can still get on base and be a a a plus here for the Padres. And yeah, sure, I'll do that. Like I'll I'll drop down a bunt. If that's gonna get me on base, if that's gonna move a runner. Then sure, let's do it. Well, We've seen a lot of that, a lot of bunting. It, well, you look, everywhere. I mean, this is this is why I love 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 the postseason is because it puts baseball in perspective. Like the the game of baseball, the approach to the game of baseball, it puts it in perspective and it reveals itself. It reveals all the things that the quote-unquote old heads are talking about when it comes to being fundamentally sound, putting pressure on the defense, making sure you know what to do with the baseball, all of those simple things that get overlooked when it's June and you're just trying to smash baseballs offensively, like that's your approach then? Because you're like, yeah, fuck it, we'll get them tomorrow. Well, like that mantra is gone 
in in October, there is no tomorrow. And you play each and every fucking day like there is no tomorrow. We got to win now. And if that's Juan Soto squaring around a bunt, taking advantage of a hole on the left side and forcing you to do something about that, then that's the victory he needs to take today. That's the at-bat that he needs to win and how he needs to win it. So he's going to do it. Um, I, I, I love the postseason for that reason is because you see what is now, I, I think, looked at as unselfish at-bats, but those are just, those are team at-bats, meaning I, I know what I need to do and I know what I'm not getting the opportunity to do. So if I've got another option, well, then this is the option I'll take. And I love to see guys do that. And I love to watch fans sort of, I don't want to say have a jaw dropping moment, but have like that aha, like, oh, wow, like it's great. Like this, the type of game, that's why I was so excited about the Guardians Yankee series is because you have the firepower from the Yankees and you have the don't swing and miss the pressure, you know, sort of approach from the, from the guards. How was that going to play out? So I, I love that this time of year puts baseball on display in, in that regard. Mm. Joey, it's only fair since it was um, <clears throat> offered to Dallas. It was then offered to me. Do you want to take the Padres? 1-1 going back to San Diego. I think I'm going to stay. I, didn't I say Dodgers in five? Jay, can you check? Because I think this is playing out exactly how I predicted. Yeah, 1-1, one, one, punch back. It's punch, counter, punch. But I'm telling you, that's not a... The, the fucking Padres got Musgrove, they got Darvish again, and they got mm-hmm. Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. Like they're where they want to be. They're going home with a one-one series. Like, oh, there's the, this is the best place to be for the Padres. The best place to be because not only are you going home, you're going home after having just locked down that W in LA. And like you said, Joe, you're coming back around. You've got some guys that that you like taking the ball for you. So, yeah, it's a great place to be for the Padres. I do just look at the Dodgers as that sort of just slow and steady, keep it going type of machine. Like, there's no reason that the team that has been accused of playing, quote unquote, boring baseball because they're so good, just stops doing that now. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are also probably pretty happy where they are. Not happy, but like, it's not like they're panicking. Because they're fucking tied. No, yeah, they're they're not. It's not panic mode by any. But like, if there if there's a momentum meter here, it's I uh, I mean, for lack of, I'm not trying to get into super detail. I say sixty forty Padres headed home. You just split on the road against the big dog. So you're saying the Padres have a better chance to win, but you won't pick them. No, I'm saying in terms of where you're at on who on. How good you feel about where you're at? Oh yeah, like if there was a meter saying, "Hey Dodgers, how good do you guys feel right now?" Well, if it's you know fifty fifty, I don't know that it's fifty fifty. Maybe it's fifty five forty five. Maybe it's sixty forty. I don't know if you guys were fucking dude. They might have the Padres might have that fucking spark in them, that fucking magic. Do you see the um Robert Suarez, the pitcher, the reliever? Yeah. 
uh-huh. who came in. Guy was like 10 years like playing in Japan and Korea and never was never even had a major league or even a minor league contract, I think. No, until his this first year. big league contract, 31 years old. Like the dude's a fucking carpenter and shit in Venezuela, like just trying to put shit together, sign in the Mexican league. His friend actually told him, was like, hey, you should actually. She actually try out over here. They're paying a little better. Like money's a little better over here. Oh, really? Well, fuck it. He yeah. never even heard of the major leagues before. He would have been dominating, but he didn't know it was real. He thought it was like fake or something. He was playing semi-pro ball in Venezuela. Yeah, not even the bigs in Venezuela. Like, oh, you guys, they pay pretty good money for this, huh? <laughs> fuck yeah, I could do this. Absolutely. What's up? No, you carry that fucking two by four, pal. I'm getting outs. <laughs> fucking beat it it was no pressure on him bro he had a he had a a like a two fucking three whip last night just like loaded him up got out of it two innings in a row just balls of steel man and that's the type of shit that's how the braves won it last year just a bunch of guys who aren't like known for being like the best guys be like the best guys for a month well, I mean, this is these are this this is the stage where stars are born. This is where you put yourself on the map because everybody because of the value attached to these games and the performances in these games. So this is where you you know you start to <clears throat> build that reputation. Oh, he can come through in the clutch. He does well under pressure. Right? No, no, at bat is too big for him. No situations too big for him. If he's on the mound, he does a great job of slowing things down. Runs on second and third. Nobody out. He gets the punch out. He gets the pop up. He gets out of it. Like when you start to do those things in these moments, that's where you put yourself on people's radar, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? Pay attention to this dude. Why he had a breakout postseason, and that's going to carry over into next year. That's where these fucking stars are born." But I, I think I again, Joey, that is a little, you know, a small little underlying storyline there for the Padres. But it's those little things that kind of get magnified in the postseason. And it's little nuggets of energy like that that do help propel a team. Do you think what do you think Fernando Tatis is doing right now? How do you think he's watching this? I was gonna say, I don't know if he's watching at all. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's <clears throat> I mean, probably tough to watch. Not only that, like I, th- it's the element of I should be there, one and two. I mean, a lot of the, his teammates threw him under the bus. Like I don't know that he's like, all right, come on, guys. When like half the fucking players hold, hold, on that team on. were out. like, fuck Time him. Out. Time out. Yeah, like uh, I, I have no problem with that. But the the phrasing of that, they didn't throw him under the bus. They called him out. Yeah, they didn't have his back. Is what I mean. Okay. All right. Because like throwing, like for me, just when you throw somebody under the bus, that's like you have, like you've got something that you've done. Nobody else knows about this. And now here I am going to put you on blast for my own benefit or to avoid any. So yeah, like they they just didn't have his back in a situation. Like guys just had opinions about his his behavior or his choices. Yeah. I I think what you're saying can mean that, but I I also think that throwing him under the bus means like, yeah, like, fuck you. Here you go. Like, I think that they threw him to the wolves instead of like shielding and guarding him, which I'm not saying that that was wrong to do. I I think if it were an isolated incident, obviously it's a major fuck up, uh, a costly fuck up. And when you're the Padres and you're saying, well, you know, we just got to hang in there until Tatis gets here. And then, you know, he's not coming at any point this year. Then yeah, then you're like, all right, fuck this guy, and and this is not the first time that 
Uh, he's made a mistake that has been costly there you go. for us. There you go. That's the whole take-home message is as teammates, Jared, when a guy does it the first time, it's we'll put our arms around him. Mm-hmm. The second time and beyond that, it's now obvious that you're making these decisions without the team in mind. So, who, who, excuse me, why the fuck would we keep you in mind? Right. It's that why simple. would we... Wear arrows for you when you wouldn't do that for us. Like when you moving on. I think for me, it's that one line. It's that it's like I could have a little bit more sympathy for him uh, if coming into spring training when he like the whole motorcycle accident and the uh, the injury that caused him to miss the the beginning of the season. When you get asked about it, and then you say which one. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you on several occasions, like I got into a motorcycle accident and I, that wasn't a come to Jesus moment where I was like, maybe I should not do this. Like I, I, I'm getting paid a lot of money. My teammates depend on me. The fans depend on me. The ownership depends on me. Maybe I should just not do this to protect myself. And then he just did it again and again and again. And he kept getting hurt on the motorcycle without giving a single fuck about his teammates. And then after the PED thing, you're saying once again, like, Joey did the the breakdown on it. Check out the video on uh, Baseball Doesn't Exist on YouTube. And it is somewhat plausible that he wasn't taking steroids to gain muscle to be able to actually perform in the field. Maybe he accidentally, uh, unknowingly took something uh, for, for whatever other reason other than like healing and getting back on the field. Maybe that is plausible. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt there. Even still... How hard is it to contact the team trainer and say, can I take this? Yeah. Like it, it's one, it's just, it's a matter of giving a fuck about the, something bigger than you, well, due the diligence, team, your due teammates, diligence. the organization, the fans, the owners that are paying you $340 million. How difficult is it to pick up the phone and say, can I take this? It's not that difficult at all. All you have to do is care and give a shit. And he proved that he does not. He does not care enough. He does not give a shit enough. And that's why he's not playing in the postseason right now. Well, maybe he's just like a epic risk taker, dude. Maybe he's an adrenaline junkie. He likes motorcycles <laughs> and he saw it had cost ball. He's like, that's illegal. But what if I take it? What if I get away with it? <laughs> Obviously, just, it's just a cream. It won't help me at all. But like, it's a risk. And he got, you know, that heartbeat. You know, because that's a real drug. Adrenaline's a real drug. Fuck yeah, it is. So Ep- Epinephrine? epinephrine mm. glands all that glands it goes to your glands and <laughs> your psych a lot you know what i'm saying like that's a possibility glands what on glands i want to know glands. is if he if they win does he get a ring yeah yes well Hell no yeah. he didn't play a game this year it's it's an it, there's no universal rule but usually oh. The organization, yeah, like I've seen, like organizations will give out rings if you even play one. If you're on the field for a single out recorded, you'll get a ring. I don't know that just being in the organization is enough to get a ring. Like he didn't control. I bet you he's, his he's teammates would vote list. him he's, not getting one. Well, they, uh, hmm. tell you that, that, <laughs> that would be a very, very interesting conversation. And that's going to be. We talked about this on the Red Sox podcast. There, we think that there's a chance that they just trade him. How do you walk back into that clubhouse? Well, I mean, (laughs) I'll say this: if Marcelo Zuna has walked back into a clubhouse, 
Fernando Tatis Jr. can walk back into a clubhouse. There's some other folks that have done some things like if, if but a, the if Braves, Braves if, they've immediately hugged. I mean, after the domestic assault charges, he walked back into that Braves clubhouse and they were like, glad to have you back, bro. <laughs> yep. That is Let's facts. keep socking yeah. homers. Like that yep. was and, it. And, like there, there and, was no one that was and, like, dude, fuck him. The, remember, remember um, Zach Britton with mm-hmm. the as Chapman. He was like, we don't get to choose who our teammates are. Basically, yep. fuck, fuck this guy. Yeah, exactly. And 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 like to the whole point of everything that's going on now with the Yankees, which is hilarious, is everybody's just looking at them like, what? Hold on. <laughs> You're shocked by this? Like you didn't. Did you not take stock of the human being? Did you not have any fucking clue who you were dealing with? This is on nobody but you. Nobody but you. Like you can blame Chapman for this because, yes, he's the one that has to decide whether or not he's going to get on a plane and fulfill his duties contractually. But he's also looking at it like, well, no, I'm good. Like, this is who I am. You motherfuckers knew who I was and we're (laughs) all done here. Like, you know, I'm not making that roster. I know I'm not making that roster. Do you think I'm the kind of guy that's going to get on an airplane to come and help a team that ain't helping me? Like, in my mind, that isn't helping me. I'm not saying that that's the situation, but he believes that that's the situation. No, I mean, that is the situation, really. I mean, he didn't help himself first. But they're not helping him now either. So what do you mean? Hold on. What do you mean? They're not helping him, buddy. By putting him on the roster. You need to no, 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 no. Your performance led us. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying he deserves to be on the roster, but like based on the name and what you're paying him, like it is kind of like a fuck you because the the okay. Aaron Boone, it was either Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman. It might have been Cashman. I can't remember. It was one of the two. But they, during the press conference talking about this, said uh, there were questions about whether he was all in or not all season. That was Cashman. Okay. So whether or not uh, this was an isolated incident, they're telling you it's not. Like they're telling you, I mean, the fucking, the infected tattoo where he has right. to like go on the injured list because of an infected tattoo. Yeah, you got his when they're trying to tattooed on his foot. Yeah, like like doing shit like that. Um, that's questioning whether or not this player is all like who the fuck. If you're a pitcher in Major League Baseball and you not even just not even like the infection part of it, getting a tattoo on your foot when you're a pitcher and you're on the active roster, you can say it's not going to have an in, an effect. It's going to have an effect. Like I I, I would imagine. That uh, if you've never gotten a tattoo before, like in the days after like that, if it doesn't feel normal, which it's not going to, it's going to have an effect on your performance. So I I just don't want to be in a spot where we're talking about the Yankees could have done more for this. No, no. Let's make this abundantly clear. The Yankees got in bed with Chapman and they knew who they were getting in bed with. They've now climbed out of bed with Chapman and it burns when they pee and they're, (laughs) they're, they're wondering why. And I don't think that they're wondering why. I think they know why it burns when they pee. And there's nothing that they have left to do for Chapman, meaning it's not them that needs to take Chapman to the clinic and get things figured out. And it's not Chapman that needs to take the Yankees to the clinic and get things figured out. They all know why it burns when they pee. And they all just need to go their separate ways. That's essentially what this boils down to. And that's what right. it's going to boil down to is Chapman will not put a Yankee uniform on ever again. He might not put another baseball uniform on ever again. Who knows? But there are people out there 
much like the Yankees, who are willing to overlook a whole lot when you're blowing a hundo from the left side and have the ability to get out to the big league level. So mm-hmm. that door will open again. Let's not get that twisted, but not in New York. And to be honestly, like if you look at his stats over the past month, they aren't that bad. He has like a three one eight ERA. So yeah, I'm he's, sure he's, what's his, what's what's a strand rate though, and his IERA. Uh, Cash and motherfuckers in. I don't know that he was brought into many situations to with guys on base. Yeah, like because they know that there there's a chance of a blow up inning with with hit, hitting guys, walking guys, whatever. There's walks. Um, there's a lot of walks. He's been wild. Yeah. But I'm yeah. saying like he's obviously not having a good season at all. But there's been a lot of fucking injuries in the bullpen. Did, who they just lose? Was it Britain or was it someone and someone else? Someone else too. Yeah. So yeah. Was it like, Efros? Efros. Yeah. Yeah. So to leave Chapman off the roster, you gotta as- assume. Even I don't know if he would have showed up if he would have been on the roster now, or they were just saying <laughs> fuck it. But I think that relationship is, is pretty much over it, it is funny been. though like like the people that were saying like the yankees like th- now we know where the line is like th- th- domestic violence we can look past that but fucking you skip a practice before the playoffs get the fuck out of here you piece well, of shit because you got to understand is that is a di- like and it's disgusting to talk about it this way right but this is how this is how sports this is how this kind of I mean, shit this is how, just say it. This is how the Yankees work. Like Domingo Herman is still there. As long as you're throwing the ball well, we got a spot well, for you. You suck. In, get the fuck out of here. And and not only if you suck, get out of here. But if you suck and you aren't willing to help us, because essentially what Aroldis Chapman to the Yankees was at that point in time is a bait dog. All right, is a bait dog, and it's gross and it's disgusting. But a bait dog is the smaller dog, the weaker dog that is thrown into the ring just to get the adrenaline going for that other pit bull, for that other fucking animal in there. And then that bait dog gone, and then they get it going. That's who Aroldis Chapman is to the Yankees right now. Just a bait dog looking to get thrown in the ring to get chewed on by those Yankee hitters to prepare them for the postseason. And Chapman was like, I'm not into being your bait dog. I'm fucking, I'm not doing that. And so, sure, ego gets into play, a lot of that. I mean, it's just, it's a gross way to think about the situation. But for me, that's the prime example. One of the better examples I can give you is Chapman was going to be nothing to them. No good to them whatsoever. He wasn't going to make the roster. He was just going to be out there to get beat up on by the lineup that is going to the postseason. But now some guys go down, (laughs) some potential openings pop up and if Chapman would have played his cards correctly he very well may have found himself on this roster by default like fuck we got nobody else we need somebody to run down there and who knows we might find landing spots where we can put you in a good spot but that ain't happening I mean god they have seven pitchers on the IL and Chapman still didn't make it (laughs) that's like yeah which leads me to believe that it was more than just the tattoo thing. It was more than just skipping the yes. practice. Like it, there's other shit that probably goes on with him. I mean, to Dallas's point, you knew the character of this individual before you you brought him into the organization. You knew he was a piece of shit. The Yankees just, 
traded for him as his suspension for domestic violence was pending. They like but, they knew that like the story had come out. The, they think about traded the conversations for him. You're having with yourself, Jared. If we're a front office and you and I are sitting down, we're, we're going to be talking about like, hey, all right. So this dude grabbed his fucking wife, his girlfriend or whatever. Like this dude started letting off rounds indoors. Yeah. yeah. We got like, breaking are you news. Sure you, are are you sure news. you want to go? Breaking news. What do you got? Breaking news at, tonight. Out of Baltimore. New York Yankees Cleveland Guardians game is postponed due to the forecast of sustained inclement weather it will be made up tomorrow, Friday, October 14th at 107 p.m. Motherfucker. Yeah. So we're going to fucking miss that, Jake. Yeah, it'll be in the air. We'll be in the air for that. That's brutal. That sucks. Yeah, that's not what you want. Well, since we're there, why don't we just start with the uh, game one since there is no game two and won't be for a while? Yeah. <clears throat> game one. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Garrett, Garrett Cole. <laughs> say it. Fucking say it. Say Garrett it. Cole pitched, pitched okay against the worst hitting team in the playoffs. It's true. He pitched okay. Oh, uh, uh, I, I mean, the Guardians Guardians are objectively the worst hitting team in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Uh, they're just, they're, they don't have They are the worst hitting team that made the playoffs. Yes or no? Yes. Thank you. They okay, Garrett Cole. I, so I tweeted at Hubs. And, oh my God, all the fucking stupid ass Yankee fans that just didn't get what I was saying. Uh, it was a stupid headline from a stupid person. Uh, let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> what, what, why, why, why even give that? Why even give that another run? Well, all right. So, <laughs> Hubs blogged. Garrett Cole pitched like an ace in Game One of the ALDS, earning every dollar the Yankees are paying him. Oh. <laughs> so I said three hundred and twenty-four million dollars <laughs> to beat the worst hitting team in Game One of the first round, worth every penny. Okay, you, I don't think he meant it literally. I, that's what he said. That's what he said. It's poorly, he said it's poorly earning worded. every dollar the Yankees are paying him. Every dollar he earned have it. Have you have you ever tried to fucking sit through one of those readings? Poorly no, worded. The fact that he's the editor in chief of that website when he can't even form one single grammatically correct sentence is crazy. Not crazy. At Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> crazy. Um. But yeah, I mean, well, works done for Gary Cole. Okay. That's it. That's he doesn't have to pitch anymore. Yeah, he earned his that's contract. Right. Hay is in the barn. See, he this is pitched why, like, okay against literally the worst fucking hitting team in the play. Like, I'm not impressed by that. Everything no, from which, now on is just a bonus for Cole. He's earned his money. What I was impressed by with this series is if they get eliminated, uh, people are going to be like, yeah, but remember that Remember that game one against the guards where Garrett Cole fucking shoved? Remember that? Well, can't so blame is this Garrett. The game, is this the game that Garrett Cole became a Yankee? <laughs> he earned his pinstripes. I don't know For if now. you saw that. Yeah, he shut, he shut the guards the fuck down ah, in game ah, one no, of the division really. series. Not, he didn't, I don't know that he shut him down, Jerry. Well, he did give up a bomb. He gave oh, a bomb. fucking long gone Stephen Kwan came yeah. knocking. You fucking believe that shit. Yeah, gave a bomb to Stephen Kwan, who did. Sprinkle me, Joe. He's not. He's uh, 
That's so funny. Dallas was so right. A little bit of a little bit of homers. That's literally all they've done. Only that's offense all is done. homers. <laughs> but it's just it done. is just a sprinkle. That's all they do. And it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. They've hit a home run in every game, right? Yeah. Jose yeah. Ramirez. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, never been. I've never made a fucking more accurate call or a more accurate <laughs> description in the, than than the Guardians sprinkled power offense. God, yeah, damn. that's what they're doing. Just get a motherfucker on one time, one time. Yeah. Well, yeah, the no, Jose Ramirez home run was a two run shot that won the ball game. That's it. You get a, get mm-hmm. a guy on timely hitting, baby. No, but this. Um, I mean, look for the most part. I, I feel like you got to walk away impressed with what you saw from both both sides of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, just just thinking, look, if you get out to an early lead and you've got a guy like Cole, you buy yourself some innings, meaning you can, you know, some traffic here. Maybe they do scratch one across, but you can kind of hang in them. You hang with them, see how things go. Um, and that's that's kind of what happened, right? Uh, from there, it was Garrett Cole. Bearing down, starting to dial it in. Because what do you finish with? Like eight, nine strikeouts, right? Eight. Yeah, very mediocre know. for given the lineup. <laughs> they don't strike out. They don't. Shit. They don't fucking strike out, dude. Yeah, but it's um, they're still not good at hitting. But uh, he, he's the highest paid pitcher in baseball history. I feel like you should probably do a little bit. Uh, you can't do double digit strikeouts. Well, I mean, his team won a game in October, Jared. That's <clears> that's ultimately what we're yeah. His team, that's where those, his team bailed him out. His team bailed him out. The offense did what they were supposed to do. The offense, they scored runs. Anthony mm-hmm. Rizzo, he got big. What did uh, who else hit a fucking homer? Uh, Josh Donaldson hit a home run. Bader, <laughs> Donaldson, JD. Um. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> such, a, such a dick. Such how do you not? How do you not run through a fucking wall when you hear that voice? <laughs> that guy just uh, ferocious competitor. Hey, he, I'm. He is. He is. He is. I, that's he just, what I just said. He just comes out. It comes out a little differently. So, do we have? Do we have any sort of? So this buys another day. I mean, what yeah. does that do for? They're the going to have to play four games in four days now. What does that do for pitching? Uh, it means that you're going to be fucking putting a lot of stress ha- on your bullpen. No, who they have lined up. No, what this means. What, no, well, what four games in four days in October means now is mm-hmm. straight up. <laughs> this is where you're going to see a horse born or this is where we're going to see a, a yearling start to blossom into a young stallion. Mm. If that's how that goes uh, yeah. for all you equine folks out there. Um but this is where you're going to see somebody start to shine, whether it's a, a great starting performance with longevity, where you're able to you know hand what? it to the eight, nine guys. That's what is going to have to happen. I think the, the team that gets the better starting pitching performances over the next four days is going to be the team that walks away the victor. So I guess it kind of, sorry, go on. You could say it. Say it. I, I, I was just going to say, I, I have a prediction. For for how the series plays out, and it's not even it's not even really a prediction of of who's going to win the series or not. It's more just <clears throat> of who the is star is going to be. Beebs, Beebs, and Nestor game two, and then uh, game three. The star of this series 
is going to be Luis Severino. He scares the fucking shit out of me. And I don't think, I think he's, I think Tristan McKenzie will pitch very well in game three. But I think that Luis Severino has the best uh, pitching performance um, of the series. It's dominant shit. It's but, no hit shit. Yes. Yes. But uh, I, I look. And I, I'm, I'm nobody to tell the Guardians how, how to approach these guys. But the idea of a contact team, I feel like you have to make a decision between whether or not you're going to be aggressive early in the count against a guy or if you're going to try to work him. And I feel like you've only got a small window to decide whether or not you feel like he is on and he's landing his shit, meaning Severino, or you can start to wait him out. You can start to feel him out. Uh, That decision's got to be made quickly to the point of him having no hit shit. Because if he starts to roll and you look up and it's the fifth inning and you're going, well, you know what? That that was that was too long for us to figure out whether or not we were going to start going early here against this fucking guy or not because we got two hits. It's the fifth inning. He's got six punch outs. We need to fucking step on the pedal here. I I think Severino is definitely the X factor for the Yankees. Going to be all playoffs. It's like he's the guy that you need. They can't win it. They can't go far unless he's like pitching well. If you're just going to rely on just Nestor or just Cole, that's not as good. But if you have Severino, that's the X factor. That's the Yankees' X factor. People forget really about Severino. To see, I'm really interested to see how the uh, <clears throat> how the, how the Nestor how the Nestor game plays out. I think he's going to be very mediocre. Like, I don't think well, he's going to get shelled. I don't think he's going to shove. I think it's going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, like four and two thirds, three earned runs. Like, he kept us in it. Thank you, Nestor. And, and I'm, look, for October and, if, and for, for a bullpen that you have confidence in, albeit banged up, sure. That's where my point about who gives you the better starting pitching performance over those next four days is going to matter because. The guys who have to come in and cover those other outs, Jared, should they be winning? They're going to be asked to do that same thing the next day and the next day and the next day. And so you get what I'm putting down here is you're going to be putting pressure on those dudes. Can they answer this rain delay kind of fucks up the Guardians, really fucks them over because they would have had Bieber going today and then he gets another rest day could go game five now i guess he can't yeah that's a good point yeah his game five would now be a bullpen day it would be his work day like a workload a heavy day unless he goes for you know but yeah so he could come back on short day but that's i don't know how ideal that is heading into the next series Hmm. well i still think that i I still think because the Guardians have Biebs and Tristan McKenzie ready to go out the shoot, like we haven't seen them yet. I feel like just because the the game one victory was so convincing that it was like, well, you know, we can pencil the Yankees in for it. It's like, no, no, no. The guards haven't even fired off their best rounds well, yet. Yeah, and let's not get crazy here with saying that that win was just so convincing. It was it was a fucking four to one ball game. The it, Yankees it, had it the- wasn't it wasn't they didn't get blown out. It wasn't dominant, but I think we we saw 
and my tweet after the game just got picked apart from asshole Yankee fans. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to think like paraphrasing wise. I was like, well, uh, if the Guardians are going to win this series, they're going to have to fucking score some runs. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting us know that they're going to have to score runs to win the game. Like, that's not what I'm saying, because they in the in the wild card round were able to sweep a series by scoring three runs in 25 innings. So like what I'm saying is that they're pitching. They're not going to just be able to get by on their pitching. They're going to have to score some fucking runs here, too. It's that they can't just lean on the pitching staff. They're going to have to be able to score some runs. And they've hit a home run, a singular home run in every single playoff game so far. But two of them have been solo home runs. The the other one is a two-run shot. Right. The homer came from a guy who who hit, what, fucking three, four all year long? I thought he hit eight. Six. not. Hit six. Know. No one knows. All right. Because oh, I, so. I saw it. They said they said because they had like the numbers of what he would have done at Yankee Stadium, and apparently Kwan is like built for Yankee Stadium. Built he would have like Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he would like doubled his home runs if he played at Yankee Stadium. But it was six, and he would have hit like eleven. Yeah. So I mean, they absolutely. But but we're not saying anything that nobody nobody familiar with the Guardians didn't already know. And nobody really familiar with that division, familiar with American League Baseball, doesn't know about the Guardians. We've been touting their ability to put the ball in play, and we've been telling you about their inability to put it over the fence. And that's, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, where the difference in postseason games comes in. It happened for the Guardians in the wild card. You said it, Jared. Couple of homers, one guy on base. And they win the fucking ball game. They win the series. Why? Well, they hit more homers than their opponent. A so, team that doesn't hit fucking homers. They are playing the their race. opponent and they won. Yeah. The Yankees are going to score runs. Like that. We know that. We know that about them. So, like, I don't envision seeing a one nothing, two one game in this series. Like, if the, if the, if the Guardians are going to beat the Yankees, I didn't even say if they're going to win the series. I said if they're going to win a single game in this series, they're going to have to start scoring some fucking runs. They're not going to have to, you know, uh, you're not going to get seven and two-thirds innings shut out out of Biebs, one run. You're not going to get that out of Biebs against the, against the Yankees. It's just, it just is what it is. Uh, it's, it's a much more difficult you say, are lineup you saying to can't navigate. Shove? Are you saying Biebs can't shove? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a well, much it feels more like difficult. You just said it. it feels no, like you no, kinda, no. You feel like it's a, a much more difficult na- uh, lineup to navigate than the fucking Tampa Bay Rays, who can't hit worth a dick. So we'll see what happens. You know, just need you to not need you to not just go saying things that Beebs can't do. Yeah, they had you in, in their um, home. Yeah, so you know. Yeah, it's a fucking good call. Good call. Um, Braves Padres? We need to go there? Well, hold on. You got something to sell us? Yeah, I got something to talk about right now. I got to talk about the NFL action. It's in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. <clears throat> Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, 
Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Uh, Dallas, who the who the Cowboys playing this week? The motherfucking Cowboys. Uh, I believe. Do, no, we don't have a buy. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, Philly. I think it's Philly. Actually, let's see. Let's see how good of a fan you are. Yeah, it is Sunday night. Yep, playing mm-hmm. the Eagles. Pr- how, how do you how do you like how do you like them Cowboys in that game? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a value bet for the Cowboys. I don't know if we're getting Dak back yet, but mm-hmm. you got to think about Jalen. Eagles 5 and 0 offense is clicking defense looks stout Cowboys probably coming into that game a dog so you're probably going to have some extreme value behind the D mm. cuz I'm I'm always bringing value with the D if I'm being real right To make things even sweeter you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game all season long download the DraftKings sportsbook app right now Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That is promo code Jared, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, okay. Where did you want to go from here? Oh, I, I was just throwing it out there. I mean, it, we, we were in the American League. Mm-hmm. We could stay in the American League. We could bounce over to the National League. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I feel like we should talk about about them Braves, about them Bravos. Mm. Yeah, how about them Braves, Joey? How about them? How about this? Is uh, what was I, it? I, what? Uh, well, I was, wasn't it the it was the Phillies bullpen that was supposed to collapse, and then, then the defense. I think yeah, it was the. I'm not sure which order Joe was it supposed to happen. Phillies defense let down, then the bullpen let down. I in think game the bullpen one? gave up how, or, six runs. Or was it the other? They had literally. No, they got they got made a good play in they, the outfield, they, and they did they win that game. They did win. They won seven to six the first game. Okay. Listen, we lost game one last year too. I don't know if you remember that, mm. or maybe you smoked too much fucking weed, dude. And you know how oh, your fucking shit. brain is small, due to short term, <laughs> wow. long term, short term memory loss. But we've been here before, and. We came back and we responded. I'll tell you this much as a Braves fan. I think uh, Braves fans fucking hit me up if you agree. As the second they made that game a night game, it was over. <laughs> I can't explain why, but it just was over. That was it. Like, I don't know why, but that we won't lose at night. Which can I gotta, be concerning because the rest of the games are during the day. But <laughs> that's <laughs> that was my biggest takeaway from game two. It was a night game and it was over before it started. I mean, Damn. is there, is there, do we need to really, is there much to talk about for game one? Game one, Max Fried got touched up. Mm-hmm. Velocity was down. Um, Alec Bohm? What about him? What about him? He's having, a, he's having a decent postseason. He's having a, I mean, the Phillies, I mean, Castellanos had a, the game of his life. Castellanos oh, sure, had right. a play, great game, played it. Well, that catch in right field was like, yeah, 
No I, one was I, more surprised he caught that than him, dude. His reaction him. to catching that was hilarious. Yeah. Just- <laughs> well, and then and then you could tell like there was another play. Uh, was it was it last? Was it yesterday that he went to make? And it was like he's not even close, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, pump pump the brakes, all right? You you got you got the one in. <laughs> like that's no. The Phillies were on like a crazy defensive streak against. They out defense the fucking Cardinals, which was like amazing. No one saw that coming. But Dude, was- yesterday's game, yesterday, I mean, all around defense yesterday was unbelievable. Yeah, but the Phillies didn't. The Phillies choked it. I mean, Reese Hoskins, oh, arguably. That, that, was, that was a big, yeah, that was a big. So, okay, so look, game one in the bag, <clears throat> Freed touched, Boom, Castellanos, they have themselves a day. Um, what else happened in the game? Uh, Darno, Ole, Homer. Darno, right? Braves uh, couldn't hit with a runner in scoring position, loaded the bases twice against Ranger, got nothing. Mm, Ranger really, Suarez. Yeah, that came back to bite us. Max Freed error came back to bite us. Um, so game two, Kyle Wright, oh, mm-hmm. amazing, Nasty. amazing, six solid, six shut. What? How many strikes? Do you have six strikeouts too? Um, I don't know, but it was amazing. But it was it was a pitcher's duel to start. A pitcher's duel. Kyle Wright, Zach Wheeler, blow for blow. Wheeler, unfortunately, just had a absolutely brutal sixth inning. That was a horrible fucking inning, like just terrible, right? And it starts with what happened? He drilled Acuna. It started with him getting two outs. First two outs got him. Yeah, he he gets the outs early, but I'm saying the the whole shitstorm starts. He drills Acuna. And I know there were some folks talking about whether or not the delay, like, oh, wow, fucking Acuna took forever. But he couldn't feel his fucking hand. Like, <laughs> hit him right in the fucking funny boat, right in the nerve. Your whole hand goes numb. We've talked about being drilled with 95 plus. You just don't feel shit for a while. Um, so that happens. Uh, then he ends up walking Dansby, right? And then that is where Oli comes up, smokes the ball at Hoskins. And Hoskins goes into a little bit of a slide, sort of side saddle, whatever, trying to make a play. And he later said, look, that's a play that I've made before. It's a play I'll make again. You know, just didn't make it tonight. Uh, Just a tough spot to not come up with that ball. Uh, It was hit hard. So shout out to Ole for fucking hitting it on the screws. So that squeaks Acuna across. But then from there, you got Austin Riley comes up and takes a grown man hack and hits the ball all of fucking 36 feet down the line, and Wheeler ends up fielding the ball. Can't make a play. Got nowhere to go with it. And that's when you're like, really? Is this is this really fucking happening? I've got two outs. I drilled this fucking guy. I walk that guy. Then a little bleeder, like, not bleeder, but ball gets through the infield. Only squared it up. And then what? And then Dar- was it Darno? Yep, Darno. Single Darno through. single? Through the middle, yeah. To just like fucking bump, put a stamp on it. Like mm-hmm. all the bad shit that could have happened to you in this inning based on the runners. and Yep. Check that box. It just happened. Yeah, it was great to watch. It was all, it was all, <laughs> it was all because of Cunha, bro. Him taking 20 minutes to feel his arm was fucking legendary. Anyone watching that, if you're a Braves fan, knew he was fine. I guarantee it. Acuna, anytime he gets fucking. Anything it takes a good five minutes. He just that's just his body. 
you know, we all react to pain and stuff differently. Acuna needs a minute. And we got to give him those minutes. He got fucking four and a half of those <laughs> yeah. minutes. All once he gets, four and a half. But once like, he gets like this, through that. Acuna getting, we talked about this last time, Acuna getting drilled in the elbow only took 30 seconds less than when a guy gets kicked square in the dick in an MMA fight. You <laughs> kick me square in the dick, I got five minutes to like catch my breath, gather myself because gentlemen, we've all been there. We all know what that feels like. You're going to need every one of those five minutes. All right. Now we've come to this understanding. None of you have been drilled by 95 miles an hour. I got drilled. I got drilled at the uh, the barn burner last summer by the dude that one arm and he had he was throwing 90 (laughs) something. (laughs) It was fucking 88 that he hit you with. Calm down. Oh, my God. That's basically it all feels the same, dude. Yeah, Yeah. no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So Jared's 88 slash we'll call it 98. So you know what that feels like. Yeah, I barely felt that. I didn't give a fuck. 30 seconds less? Yeah. Did you see how much of a bitch Acuna was acting like when you got hit with that? And then, like, there's video of me literally just getting trolled with it and being like, <laughs> through my fucking it, whatever. And it, just, hit like, you, it hit you in the Evo shield pad. Say it to his fucking yeah. face, bro. I mean, he Say had a shield on, too. Face. I just he got hit, hit right the, here, dude. He got hit in his forearm. Yeah, I hit him in his right arm. if I got hit in the forearm, I would have been like, I would have tickled. You're so fucking delusional. Listen, when MMA play, MMA players have cups, so <laughs> that's not a fair comparison. It probably hurt way more for Kuni to get hit in the arm, his throwing arm, him knowing Ooh. he's got to play in the field. And what did he say after the game, dude? He had a baller-ass quote where he mm-hmm. said, I already missed one playoff series, playoff, a lot of series. I ain't missing <laughs> another one. I ain't coming out of this fucking game. He's the fucking man. He's Hitting phenomenal. I mean, check his numbers. He's might be the hottest hero on the Braves right now. Check, check. his numbers. He's starting check. off at the top of the lineup. Him and Olsen. Two boys carrying the boys right now. Matty And um, we fucking bad-bipped him in that inning. Scored three runs. But let me tell you this. Yeah, talking all that shit on the Mets, bad-bipping everybody <laughs> to death. And look at you. Look at you. You barely get a ball we, out of the infield. We've, hey, we finally got, we finally got a lucky break. Finally, after this whole year, Braves get a lucky break. But, dude, we hit... First of all, Olsen was a foot away from a home run, a two-run home run in, like, the third inning. That was foul by an inch. Mm. Michael Harris was a foot away from a home run. He was. Azuna was an inch away from... All those should have been... Uh, two of them, I guess, Olsen's foul. But the ball was not carrying last night. It was crazy because of the rain or whatever. But, I mean, I was screaming out of my seat for, for Azuna and for Harris. I don't know how those balls didn't leave. Our runs came on like little dinky yets, whatever. We shut them down. But the Braves, the past 10 days, took out Scherzer, took out DeGrom, took out Wheeler. It just, it doesn't matter who they face. They hit every single pitcher. I've never seen anything like this, except <laughs> last postseason was similar. Well, they well who's going to strike on- them out? What other team can say that where it's like you have your best guy and the Braves, it's just like as a Braves fan, you look at them like having Wheeler, it doesn't really change much. Like it wasn't like we're going into the game too. Oh, they're pitching Wheeler. Oh, fuck. Like we've hit everybody's ace. They hit no, everybody. Nothing, nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Hear that? Austin Nola, you're fucked. Nola made a great throw last night. Yeah, that's tough. Who? Said Nola made a great throw last night. Or not, uh, yeah, Nola. 
catcher. Not Austin. Yeah, did, did, did I say Aaron or is that Mookie? Austin, dude? I'm. Sh- <laughs> uh, it was Mookie. Yeah, it yeah. was Mookie. Yeah, he was safe though. Mm. He was safe. Debatable. Call in the field stands, Jared. Call in the field stands, but he was safe, and that's fine. That's fine to have a disagreement. That's what that's what podcasting is all about. Is is you have an opinion, I have an opinion, and, and Mookie Betts was safe. <laughs> and yours is wrong. No, nah, I don't think so. <clears throat> so who do we have for game three? Back in Philly. We don't know who's pitching for the Braves yet. I'm assuming it's going to be Charlie Morton. I'm pre- I'm like 90% sure it's going to be Charlie Morton versus Nola. Yeah, Nola's gone. Nola TBD. Um, Charlie Morton is a little bit of a question mark. He's a big He's hitable. in the playoffs. He's having... Some troubles recently. He just got mm-hmm. railed by the Phillies like a week and a half, two weeks ago. The thing about the Braves, though, is what I think an underrated factor with them is their bullpen is deep as crap. Yeah, you saw who was out there blowing, blowing chundos last night, blowing cheese. Minter? Minter. Iglesias hasn't given up a run in months. Jesse Chavez comes back, doesn't give up a hit ever. Oh, Jesse Chavez, I love that. Kenley Jensen, he's like the biggest question mark just because it's Kenley Jensen, but no one wants to face Kenley Jensen. The guy throws like a, I don't know, I don't know what animal you would compare his throwing motion to, but it's not human-like. It's <laughs> a walrus. Like, it's a very walrus. <laughs> he throws like a walrus. Yeah, dude. Him, Call McHugh. Let me say this about Call McHugh. Don't even fucking bring up Call McHugh on this podcast. Shut up. I don't know what it is about Call McHugh. Yeah, he's a bitch. I don't know if his numbers back this up completely, but for something about Call McHugh when he comes in the game, I just know it's like I know he's not giving up a run. He's just steady. Like I'm sorry. I I hope he gives up all the runs. I'm sorry, dude. It don't happen. What a loser. I wouldn't say that. He's actually a world champion. No, he's not. He is a world champion, dude. No, he's not. And he's a reliable reliever, and he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. I remember... uh, Actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell that story. (laughs) Yeah. Move on. (laughs) Move on. What do you mean, me move on, Mr. Fucking... Like, you you get in one beef with Dustin Garneau and then bring him on the fucking live stream to undress him and then kick him off. I can't talk about fucking Colin McHugh being a pussy. I actually congratulated Dustin Garneau on a happy retirement. Did you? <laughs> if there if there's video of this happening, it's I think it, it, it must exi- exist somewhere. Dallas got into a beef with Dustin Garneau, invited the poor bastard on our live stream, just absolutely undressed him didn't let him get a single word in it was like all right have a nice night and they kicked him <laughs> off the stream this dude's a fucking in, in the big leagues at the time he's just like hey welcome to the show you fucking asshole <laughs> just goes on this tirade he's like all right now kick him out <laughs> and that was it no no uh, opportunity for a rebuttal nothing what the fuck did he do it, it, what did well, he do i know, forget it, he it did wasn't something anything you know it wasn't anything he did I don't. I really don't remember. This was what 2020. Yes, his significant what did he, other. His his, his oh. significant other said something. This is the oh, same thing yeah. with the cue. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost like. Yeah. Uh, but but I handled it very differently than Jared. Very very differently than Jared. How I I 
I handled it the How? right way originally. No, no. I, I did some back channeling and made sure that individuals were connected with and made sure that folks knew, like, this is not a path that you would want to travel down. All right. So because we are both players and I have the respect I have for you just as a player, and I know what you got to do, and I know what folks that support you think they have to do. I just want to let you know that this is not what you want to do. Okay. So if you want to do it, <clears throat> I, I gave Colin McHugh a chance. I extended the olive branch and he declined. So yeah, it's well, fuck Colin it, McHugh maybe forever. Colin McHugh is just like, doesn't give a fuck. He's just on another level. Like he's like, you're not even on his radar. He's on the no, definitely world on champion. Radar. Like I'm definitely on his radar. You're not on his radar. Oh, uh, if, if your wife was tweeting about me, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm on your radar. <laughs> Well, that's between fucking the day, the day, if, if, if my wife, the day that I announce I'm signing with one of the most famous organizations in professional sports is tweeting about some dude. Okay. That dude's on my radar. Like, listen, what's dude, this all about? No, listen, she's like, oh, you hear this guy, Jerry Carabas is like an asshole. Like, look what he said. He's like, <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, I don't know. Just ignore him. She was mad. Was she was mad that I w- wasn't. That nice to Garrett Cole. I've been nothing but nice to Garrett Cole and fair. <laughs> well, that's true. I'll, I'll Jake, agree with Jake, that. Jake, have I been have I been fair to Garrett Cole during his tenure with the Yankees? Yeah, you've been great to Garrett. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to. I'm not. I'm not going to hold you to that. That's true, obviously. But like, yep. I'm just saying, when you got a guy like Call Me Cute, Call Me has a reason to to not like you. Why? Why? I didn't do anything to him. Dude, I didn't do anything to him, and I Bro, didn't. I didn't do anything you. to his stupid wife either. I didn't do anything to her. She tweeted about me, and all I did was say to him, "Like, hey, I'm not going to respond to her because I don't want her to get harassed." I didn't but, say anything to that idiot. He's not an idiot, and he doesn't. No, know no, 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 no. His wife a, is an idiot. I didn't say anything. She's <laughs> not Charlie, an idiot. Right. <laughs> She's not an idiot either, dude. She's great. Listen, he's not a Twitter guy. He's not He's not a Red Sox guy. We know that. He probably doesn't even know Jared. He's like, Jared? Yeah, Jared, the guy from the DraftKings commercial. Yeah, he, he, wouldn't, like, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't know about me because he opted out of the fucking season to, to go live in his fucking bubble for 2020. He didn't want to play baseball that year. Dumbass. I didn't want to play baseball that year either. <clears throat> Braves David going Price to Philly, opted out. Yeah, oh, going, I'm going to Philly. I'm going to Philly. Are you going to be there for game three? I'll see you there, Phillies. Yeah, Ooh. I'm going. I'm, I'm leaving right after the pod. Where are your, uh, where are your seats at? Um, fucking upper decks. Mm. You're a man of the people. Have you, because uh, I know that like this podcast was basically a face reveal for you. No one knew what you looked like. Did people even know that your name was Joey? Well, no, no. No one knew your yeah. name or your face before you started doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, this was my face reveal. So have you ever, uh, have, have you been approached and asked to take a picture yet this year? Uh, only at the All-Star Game. All-Star Game a few times or hang out with you boys. Uh-huh. And then one solo when you guys weren't at the All-Star Game, I got a picture with this guy. That was pretty dope. It was like famous <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> 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 
It's like, Joy. That's right. So uh, I get a lot of people well don't know who I am, but then they'll find out like my channel and they're like, oh fuck, you're that guy. I've watched your videos before. So it's not being recognized, it's like being recognized in retrospect. Yeah. Posthumously. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 guessing at the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park, I'm gonna have a lot of people coming up to me try to fight me and shit. I'll probably just probably to, millions. Yeah, I'll probably have to fight some people, but probably have you have considered hiring shit? security? <laughs> It's I'll a city of brotherly love. I'll have security. What could go wrong? I was. I just did go to the Braves uh, Phillies game. I was expecting it to be a lot more hostile than it was. There wasn't as much scumbaggery as uh, as they make. It's it good seem. to hear. It's good to hear that folks are appreciating <laughs> the environment they're in, and they don't want to throw a fucking pair of double A's to get kicked out of it. <laughs> correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Phillies were a team that we opened up the phone lines for this year, right? Yes, they were, mm-hmm. which is why their manager, Rob Thompson, will be the manager of the year. Uh, he's got a case. I mean, the, the, there are definitely teams You've that do well. You've got your team in the fucking DS right now after they were like, buddy, uh, we're done. Like, this ship has <laughs> sunk. Joe Girardi has got to go. We've got to figure out a voice to just kind of stabilize this thing until the end of the year till we can figure some shit out. Well, what did Rob Thompson come in and do? Stabilized, check. Culture change, check. Shift in the standings, check. Postseason bound, check. And you know what's coming next is another check for Rob Thompson because he better be the guy leading the ship into the next year and he better be the guy winning that fucking MOI. Didn't they announce they gave him a one-year deal? Yes. Two years. Two-year deal. Two-year deals. So uh, there are plenty of teams that win do well, make it to the postseason, and automatically people want to be like, oh, that's because they have a great manager. Like Winning team equals great manager. But that's not always the case. Some teams win in spite of their manager or the manager is just kind of a figurehead and he really doesn't have anything to do with it. But you've heard several players on the Phillies come out and say that their manager is a fucking guy and they are all pumped that he's coming back next year. Like They're like, yes. like Everything changed when he came in and like this is th- there is a direct correlation between his presence and their success. So mm-hmm. I think Dallas has a point. Great point. And Could be a good point for manager. Like the I, they they fired uh, Girardi, and then Harper was gone. Like within right at the same time, and then mm-hmm. that's when they started winning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so very sh- weird to think about. Shout out to the Philly. It is funny as a Braves fan where we spent, as Braves fans, we spent so much time just like fighting Mets people and like going after the Mets and disparaging the Mets all year. And then it turns out we should have probably just been doing that to the Phillies. Because you wasted all your fucking, you wasted all your good hate on the Mets. (laughs) Yeah. Now it turns out the Phillies are the biggest threat. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll see what happens in game three. We'll see how that pans out. But I think. For Phillies fans, kind of like, <clears throat> um, I mean, kind of like Padres fans, you're heading back home. One <laughs> one, <clears throat> you'll love that. I, I I was wondering, it's like, would you rather be the Phillies or the Padres? And is it something to do with how you won or when you won? Like, I just feel like the Padres winning the second game. They're feeling a lot better than the Phillies are when they had that 1-0 lead. They kind of had an opportunity to kind of put it away. Not really, but mm-hmm. like 
mm-hmm. really make a statement and they couldn't in game two. Joy, let me tell you this. 10 game road trip. You lose the first nine games. That sucks. You win that last one. Music will be played on the flight home. We will be smiling. We will be laughing. It's just a different vibe to win that one, right? That last one. Because then it's almost like, look, those nine days before sucked ass. This one, decent day. Pretty good day. Let's enjoy this. Because it's a it's a big deal to win a baseball game in the major leagues. It's a big fucking deal, especially come October. So when you win in October and you win in October against a team that you very well could have ended up 0-2 against, and now you're packing bags and heading back home and you've got momentum on your side with the victory in tow, fuck yeah, that's where you want to be. That's exactly where you want to be. So you think the Phillies are going to, I don't know, like what's the vibe for the Phillies right well, now? Yeah, for the, well, for the Phillies, the vibe is, man, it was great to be able to sneak one out and steal one. Unfortunately, that happened in game one. Game two feels like there was a little left to be desired, and we just, we didn't do the things that we needed to do to give ourselves a chance to win. So we're not necessarily coming back home with this, hey, no big deal type of energy. It's a, look. We knew we had a good chance in front of us that we didn't capitalize on. Let's not fuck this up at home. Those are two very different feelings, right? Excited Mm -hmm. to be home, momentum on your side, and then thinking we can't fuck this up at home. Those are two very different mindsets. That game one for the Phillies was huge. Like That was stealing a game like where you have Ranger Suarez going against the Braves' best pitcher. Right. And to get that win with... Wheeler and Nola coming back to back like that's ideal like that's so now you almost break you break it down into a two game series and you're thinking right now we have to split the Wheeler Nola starts have to we have to split those starts there's no way we can drop both of those games we got away with one with Ranger yeah I mean if the the Phillies don't win tomorrow it's looking really like going to be a cold fall in philadelphia (laughs) which is my prediction like i said i called it i called the braves winning three in a row i still hold hold that well we'll see Mm. uh i guess this was before the padres um took one last night but uh i did see i'm gonna sneeze fuck i have to sneeze look at the light look at the light look at the light look at the light I sneezed. Um, But I saw some people saying that the Mets would have put up a better fight against the Dodgers. Fair or unfair? Unfair. Unfair. That's unfair. Who's to say the Dodgers would not have done to their (laughs) pitching what everybody else did? Yeah. yeah, What do you think Scherzer and DeGrom going against the Dodgers lineup? Yeah, no, that's that's it. Give us a little bit of a deeper lineup. Give us a little (laughs) bit of a longer lineup. That's where we want to be. You know, f- fuck these lineups that might have a guy or two that we can work around. Yeah, fuck that. Give us a fuck fucking that. twelve. Give us a twelve man lineup to face. Give us a fuck relentless yeah. one through nine. Yeah, stop it. Stop <clears> it. <throat> yeah, I feel bad for the Mets. I feel bad for the. I know. I know. Yeah. Joe loves this, but uh, yeah, he. Yeah, the Mets. Just, the Mets are reeling right now. 
Got a bad taste. I got a bad taste in my mouth about it. I, I, I at least wanted to. I don't care if they win the World Series or not. I wanted to see a run with Degrom and Scherzer. Like I feel like as a baseball fan, I was robbed of. Like think about that. Like I don't even know what the comparison would be. Um, but having Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom on the same pitching staff, it lasted for half a year, and it lasted Maybe. for three playoff games. Like that. That's. Like I think, I think twenty years from now we'll look back and be like, "Dude, Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer were on the same fucking pitching staff. How many rings and did they, they win?" Right, and they didn't win. A, and well, well, that's where they won go, a oh, playoff game. Well, it was actually only for a month. <laughs> they only won one playoff game. So, yeah, and it wasn't. And it really didn't have anything pitched. to do with them. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, Degrom was pitching that game. <clears throat> yeah, but but like you said, even when so. they were healthy together at oh, the well. end, they yeah. Unfortunately, they are the two biggest suspects. We have to blame them for ruining the Mets yeah. season mm. because they had all the they wow. put all the eggs in their basket. Well, you know I what? Mean, it's the fucking Mets. The Mets. The Mets are not in the postseason. Why are we talking about the Mets? I'm good, just saying. That's a great good point. That's a great point. You know what else is something great? Blue Moon. Oh, fucking Moon me, Jake. Yeah. Baseball and beer go hand in hand, and Blue Moon is the perfect playoffs companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery, yep, in Denver, Colorado. From a playoff berth to a world championship, a Blue Moon guarantees a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience every single time. Uh, Joe, do you know if they sell Blue Moon in Philly? I already got one like a couple weeks ago. Oh, damn, dude. I had a Blue Moon. I can't wait to see you tweet out a picture of you sucking down a Blue Moon watching some Braves playoff baseball. Shoot the moon. I had a picture of me with a Blue Moon in Citizens Bank, but I don't think- Well, I'm saying do it again, dude. I'll do it again. Do it again. Do it again. You don't have to worry about me. Yeah, I know I don't. From its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander- Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. To see your delivery options, that is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter, celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. Uh, did you happen to see the pregame ceremony at Yankee Stadium before game one? Missed it, man. No. <clears throat> For what? Like Yankee fans were like, dude, this is fucking lit, dude. <laughs> this, bro. Do you see this? They're like, all they did was shut the lights off. That's all they did. They they at shut the, the stadium, lights off. They turned yeah, the they lights off the at lights the stadium. Off. They did a uh, they did a, a like a pregame video montage, and then Nick they brought out Nick Swisher <laughs> to to wave a Yankee flag that like it it got caught on the pole, and it was like like he couldn't even wave the flag right, and they were like, bro. Are you seeing this, bro? This is fucking crazy. It was the most lame, just unimpressive 
<laughs> is it is there a video of this somewhere? Yeah, I'll 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 send it to you right now. <clears throat> I hate it. It was Swisher. so lame. Dude, what is the, what is the deal with with Nick Swisher? Like I don't he, hate Nick Swisher. I'm quoting. I don't hate TV. him, but there was just hold on. Let me let me play you this. I saw this. Dallas hates Sw- him, dude. That's who it is. Dallas hates him. Dal- I don't I don't hate him. <laughs> Were you guys teammates? Uh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so you hated him. All right. Oh, and this look at, listen to <laughs> this be a full listen playoff this. crowd in Yankee Stadium for the first time in three years. You've yeah. played in front of them before. Oh, yeah. What's everybody in for here? Oh, man, I, I tell you, I, I guess I'm going to steal a line out of Aaron Judge's book and say it's a little bit of heaven out here, right? I mean, this is where you want to be. Like, there's no doubt playoff baseball in the Bronx is unlike anywhere else in the world. And for myself to be able to be privy enough to play here, be able to win a World Series here on this field. I think he meant privilege. So I know enough. what that crowd feels like. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now, man. It's going to be absolutely electric tonight. I know you spent a minute in Cleveland, okay? Sure. But if you're the Cleveland Guardians and you're on the field and this crowd gets going and Aaron Judge steps into the batter's box yeah. and lead off, yeah. what do you feel oh, about <laughs> Nerves, right? Like, hopefully this place is rocking so much, man. If they... They get the lights flashing the whole nine. They do it up right. But listen, man, at the end of the day, this is where you want to be. The Cleveland Guardians have had such a tremendous season this year. No one expected them to be in the playoffs. For them to be in here, this is it. This is it. They, I mean, they just, well, just just keep going with exactly what you're doing. For us over here on this side, this is what we played 162 games. For. Why is he? He, he played for both teams. Why does he keep Garrett saying us for the Yankees? Record. He Judge, works. He almost wins the triple crown, breaks the home run record. I mean, just so many great things going on over here in the Bronx. Now all we need to do is just continue to keep the, the wins coming and keep getting ourselves in the World Series. Why does he keep like? Does he does he have like a job with the Yankees or something? Why is he like he yeah. played for both teams? Yeah, he works for the Yankees. Does he? He's, yeah, he works for like Brian Cashman. He's like his assistant. I don't think that's true. Look it up. Or uh, the owner, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> Look it it's, up, dude. He works for the true. Yankees. <laughs> it's true. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it just says I he's mean, an you analyst can, you for You can Fox. be baffled. You, that's true. where do you see where you see this it's just well, we've heard it through the years man. Jerry, I, dude, wow. I talked to him what does he do for the Yankees he's he's essentially like a rover what does that mean he fucking takes the flag out on the field you he gets off <laughs> different spots throughout the organization you're checking in on guys when they're having meetings about guys maybe it's player personnel movement up and down promotions blah 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 you no. might have a you might have a voice in those conversations. Hmm. Yeah, to what extent? I don't know. I mean, obviously, they got him out there waving a flag. So. I mean, yeah, that's it was a tough look. It was a tough look. He was he was battling that flag out there. <laughs> I, I I want to see the video of that. Yeah, I'm going to find it for you. I think our, our boy Joe's <laughs> had a video from the stadium. Yankee Stadium, dude. You don't want to come to the stadium, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. did we already? Uh, no, we didn't. That that M's Astros game. No, we didn't touch on that. Um, didn't I bring this up? Didn't I bring up the lone lefty in the bullpen? <sighs> I brought it up. I mean. 
don't say shit about Robbie Ray. All right, I'm not. I'm not in the mood for Bro, that. Bro, Robbie Ray gave up 32 home runs this year. Only four of them to lefties. <clears throat> However, Jordan Alvarez hit 321 with a 998 OPS against left-handed pitching this year. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, like he crushes left-handed pitching. Robbie Ray gives up bombs. And Scott Service was like, give me Robbie Ray. Get him in there against Jordan <laughs> Alvarez. Why? Well, here's, here's what I hear. Like, all right. No. Against Robbie Ray, coming into that at bat, Alvarez was already one for three against Robbie Ray. A couple RBIs. He had walked him twice. Mm-hmm. So there's no swing and miss going on. Like, yeah. left on left, not a punch out. Nothing playing in the favor of Robbie Ray. Quite literally, nothing playing into the favor of Robbie Ray because Robbie Ray is a starting pitcher who is uh-huh. now being asked to warm up as a reliever. Thank you. Thank you. Like and- D- Dallas, can you talk about that? Because you've done both and your preparation to start a game. Like it's not, it, it's, I think when people that didn't play baseball past high school are like, yeah, dude, what's the fucking difference? You, you warm up, you're coming to the game. Your preparation to start and come out of the bullpen, especially with ducks on the pond. Like, this is, not, like, he didn't even get, like, a, a, a clean frame. It's like, hey, no. Robbie Ray, who's been a starter, and he just won the Cy Young Award last year, come into a game with inherited runners as a reliever in the ninth inning, left on left. Like, talk about the difference between the preparation for those two things and how it could fuck with a, with a pitcher. Well, let's just start here. <clears throat> Robbie Ray has appeared... 29 times facing a hitter. 29 plate appearances he's had as a reliever. Four games. Four games. He's pitched as a reliever in his big league career. All right? Over 1,200 innings. Six of them have come as a reliever. So you can tell me he's familiar with it. Listen, there is a complete shift in your mentality as a reliever and as a starting pitcher, a starting pitcher, you're working your way through an entire lineup worth of scouting reports and the bench guys. You are thinking about ways that you're going to get a guy out, not only the first time, but probably the third time as well. And how you go about your business in between has a lot to do with how you might think about pacing yourself, whether or not, if you're a four pitch guy, am I going to deploy two, three pitches the first couple times through? If it's the fourth pitch that gets deployed later, when, which pitch, based on what I'm feeling, those are all things that you think about, that you have the ability to think about, the opportunity that you're afforded to think about, but you don't have that as a reliever because that phone rings. You've got an idea of where you're at in the lineup. You've got an idea of when your number could be called, but it's really just being on high alert once that first pitch is thrown in the postseason. And if you haven't done those things for a period of time, like Robbie Ray has not been asked to enter a ball game that he's not starting in a long time, in a very long time. And now you're asking Robbie Ray to flip a switch and go from the starter mentality to we need you here. We need you right now. So however you go about preparing yourself, essentially shit can that and expedite that process, speed it up, give me a condensed Cliff Notes version of that, and get ready to go out into the fire, men on, and get a job done. That is everything that Robbie Ray hasn't dealt with 
in years. So it's a tough adjustment to have to make, especially in a postseason game with a team that hasn't been here in 20 plus years. You got a lot of energy, a lot of vibes that are coursing through your veins that you're trying to settle. You're trying to compartmentalize so you can focus and get a job done. But if you have never figured out how to prepare yourself in the bullpen as you're going through the lineup, looking at the landing spots, looking at your target hitters. So I'm sure the conversation, look, big lefty comes up, you're going to be the guy, all right? And all in a matter of, what, seven minutes, you've got to get ready, figure out where you're at mentally, figure out where you're at physically, figure out what your game plan is, and then go out there and attack. And you're asking a guy who's afforded four days in between outings, four days to put all of that together. You're asking him to do that in two minutes. Yep. That's the difference. And, Uh, And that's why I said what I said earlier about guys showing up in October, coming out of the bullpen. This is where stars are born. This is where reputations start to get built. So without further ado, uh, the home run of the week brought to you by <laughs> Win Reality, the VR baseball training application available on the MetaQuest 2. It's not a game. It is a revolutionary tool to improve your skills. Head to winreality.com slash dead to sign up today. And uh, you guessed it. The home run of the week. Is your Don Alvarez off of Robbie Ray? Alvarez launches deep right field, and this one is gone. And the Astros walk him off in game one. Stunning. Alvarez, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was stunned. Well, Well, here's here's the other thing. All right, you got Matt Boyd hanging out. Down mm-hmm. there in the bullpen, yep. the lone left-hander for the Mariners, and Jordan Alvarez is two for three against Matt Boyd, and the out was a hard hit out, so ninety-five plus off the bat, like that's that's Alvarez just squaring motherfuckers up again. So maybe you go to Robbie Ray because you think the velocity gives you the margin for error that you like in that spot against Alvarez more so than what you're going to get with Boyd, who you might think has got to be on, has got to be dialed in. That slider's got to be just far enough away. Well, that's where you have to consider everything I just talked about. You've got one lefty down there who's geared up for this moment, who's been doing things like this all season long. And then you've got a starter who's never done this. And he's not really pitching that great either. On top of that, Robbie Ray. No right. offense, I I can't nope. even saying that. But yeah, just it was it was a. It, and look, Seawall. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is legitimately a reverse splits guy. What's he hitting against righties? Three hundred. He hits. He hits better against righties and lefties. Oh, does I thought I thought, but barely. I, like it's he's crushed every. He crushes everyone, everything. Yeah, I, I thought he was like hitting. Like 318 against righties and 320 something against lefties. His slugging is like 40 points higher against righties. Uh, there, his OPS is like 10 points higher against righties. It's pretty, it's pretty. So even. those numbers, so those numbers right there, and the swing and miss rate maybe against right-handers as opposed to left-handers, 
those numbers dictate removing Seawald and saying, no, you're not going to see him. You're going to see one of the two lefties we have. Well, maybe they just completely lost trust in Seawald. I mean, he, you know, he he was rough against the BJs. Skim out a couple runs. This is a fucking kid show. I mean, the BJs, Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. All right. The Seamen beat the BJs. (laughs) Oh, uh, okay. (laughs) If you don't remember. And then they played the Astros and choked away i mean i guess they choked it but it's like they didn't choke it yeah it was just one home run that was like the big that was the biggest swing and win probability in the history of the playoffs went from a 91 percent win probability for the seamen to zero percent in one pitch that's crazy also that catch by kyle tucker in the eighth uh he robbed julio rodriguez of extra bases there who is on cycle watch in that game uh not enough was talked about that catch after the fact and how that would have played a major role in preventing that Astros comeback if, if he doesn't make that play. Kyle Tucker, I feel like, is one of... if I don't want to say he's the most unsung hero, uh, but he's definitely one of the most underrated players in the game. Oh, yeah. Underappreciated because he does so many things. Like He doesn't he do anything power. great, but he does a lot of things well. Well, that, that's that's it, and he is a stabilizer. Like it feels like if there's anybody behind him having a bad day or a bad week, he's there. Anybody ahead of him having a bad day or a bad week, he's there. So he's just he's either the guy hitting the homer in the tight spot, making the great play defensively, working a walk to give somebody else a shot. Like he just like you said, he does all of the things that you want him to do. He does them well. He's not necessarily outstanding in one specific area more so than the other, which is not a fault. He does everything really fucking good. Unfortunately, he doesn't wear batting gloves, so he gets thrown into the gritty category. So <laughs> yeah. people don't look at him as like a star player. That's his biggest thing. But that's what he probably wants. He likes to go under the radar. Yeah, he's fine And he's on that. the Astros with like 20 other fucking stars. It's it's a scary... And, and this what i want to know it's like yes that one home run went from 91% win probability to zero which is the most ever but like what is the probability of the seattle winning that series because of that one home run it's probably insane because they're already coming in underdogs and to come in like yeah, they, they did mm-hmm. well like it just they gives them a game hot. right if they win that game it gives them a game obviously and it takes away from the the dominance you thought you were going to see from the astros but the Astros securing that W, I think, does a lot. Does a lot for those odds. That's it's just killer. such a fucking backbreaker. I mean, to go into Houston, you you know you're going to be starting that series on the road with the Astros having the number one seed. <clears throat> you go in there and play convincingly well. Like that, you you got to Justin Verlander. Like we haven't even mentioned the name Justin Verlander yet. The Mariners kicked in the teeth of Justin Verlander, who's probably going to win the Cy Young Award this year. Again, mm-hmm. again, uh, you get to him at home and then you have a situation where it's just the Astros don't die. You have uh, Bregman hitting homers. You've got... Um, I, it, they have... When we talk about long lineups, we talk about the Dodgers, uh, but 
the the Houston Astros have one of the deepest lineups, not just out of any playoff team, just any any fucking team in, in the league. Like the Houston Astros lineup is fucked. Uh, and that's why you can never just get too comfy with four nothing. And then what was it? Six. Did they get to like six, seven, two? What did you say? Six, seven, yeah, I think it was like six, two. Yeah, four nothing, six two. Yeah, it it seemed like this one was in the bag, especially because one of the major highlights that we talked about with the Seattle Mariners was that if they're going to make a run here, it's going to be on the backs of their their bullpen. Like they they have a really good bullpen, but so far this postseason it, ha- it hasn't looked like that. If if you're one of the, these baseball fans, because baseball is a regional sport and you only pay attention to your team, and this is really your first opportunity to sit down and watch Seattle Mariners baseball, you're probably sitting there being like, this bullpen fucking sucks. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a really good bullpen. They've been a great bullpen all year, and that's why they're in the postseason. That's one of the reasons why they're in the postseason uh, is because of their bullpen. And it, they have just, they've let them down so far. And it, it, that's that's really disappointing because I, I truly thought that that was going to be one of the reasons why we would see the Mariners be able to at least take it to a game five against the Astros. Like, give them a fight. And and Bregman hit that off Munez, who's throwing 103, bro. That was like an underrated. It gets overshadowed because of that Jordan home run, but that Bregman home run was uh, obviously crucial. They don't win without that. Against the fucking fire throwing. <laughs> it, just, it just sucks for the Mariners, man. That I want to I cry for them. They needed that one. They needed this one bad, man. They needed this one. They needed this one. And and I'm going to tell you right now, I I just it, this doesn't give me any kind of warm and fuzzy feelings here with the Robbie Ray entering the game. Um because if you remember who who was it that locked down the wild card game? Right? Wasn't it fucking Kirby? Gilbert? Was it Gilbert or Kirby? I thought it was Gilbert. They came into the wild card game to finish it off. Yeah. So, so you've already seen Scott Service now in two what he believes to be high leverage spots go to a starting pitcher. Yeah, I mean Gilbert was fucking great too. Like for oh, a dude sure. that, like that was his, uh, that was his first postseason start. He didn't get in in the wild card series. I think that was his first postseason start, and he was pretty fucking good. When yeah, would I mean, that you, game have been? The game, uh, the last game against the BJ's. It was Kirby. It was Kirby. You're right. Yeah, it was. I thought it was Kirby. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's why, and that's what I mean is I I said that the on, on the podcast after that happened. I said, look, you're, you're watching a Scott Service as much as the bullpen is what it has been for <clears throat> for the Mariners. Big spot like that, he went to a starter. And in another big spot, he went to a starter. And like you said, Joe, could be a feel of being let down by the bullpen. Maybe he's trying to give a guy a break. Maybe he's trying to not expose a guy early. I get it. But like for me, if you're Matt Boyd and you look at this lineup, you know who your guys are. Like, you know who the guys in this lineup are that you need to be ready to bear down and go get. And yeah. their names are Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker. I mean, it's also interesting. It's not like the Mariners bullpen was like totally spent. They just had two off days 
They had a lot of guys throw, but they had guys in the bullpen other than Robbie Ray. Well, the numbers-wise, Joey, there's only one other arm down there for you to match up, and that was Matt Boyd. Yeah. If you're pulling Paul Seawald out of the game at that moment, you're telling us that there's nobody else down there that you feel like can get this out from the right side, and you've only got one left-hander and Boyd down there, and he wasn't your option, so you sided with margin for error and velocity is what you sided with. He said, bring me the lefty. There's no other way to boil that down is Boyd's 92 was not as sexy to you as Robbie Ray's 97. Mm. It sucks when the bring the bringing the lefty doesn't work, man. Does that hurt you? Um, I think it used to a little more than it does now because the idea is I got to face three of you regardless. And the reason I'm facing this one is because he's left-handed and I'm left-handed, but should I not get him out? I know I'm going to have at least two other opportunities to get two outs. And if I can do that, then maybe those two outs can get you to overlook the lackluster effort I put up against the first batter, which was left-handed. In years past, if I shit the bet against a lefty, that was the only lefty I was brought in to face. I just fucked it up, walked him, drilled him, or now he's on base, and now I'm out of the game, having thrown five pitches, (laughs) feeling completely worthless. Hmm. Well, no, hey, if you're a Mariners fan, <clears throat> it ain't worry. over. Jared's coming, coming to town. Yeah. Jared and Jake. Yep. And it's that, not over. That can do a lot for a team. Yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be coming home. I, I know I'm gonna be coming home with like a lot of Mariners merch for sure. Oh yeah. You're gonna be coming home covered in semen. Yeah. <laughs> you might just yeah. move there, right? I mean Head they to might toe, just dude. say, hey, they might give you a contract once they see you out there. I mean, listen, I'm open. I'm open to talk. I'm an independent contractor. Yeah, an independent contractor. So there's a chance that um, I never come home. (laughs) That semen drip. Nothing like it. (laughs) Once you get it on you, it's hard to just get it off. Just kind of sticks to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll be out there just giving it hell. I'm I wish I was there to blast you with some semen drip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, how far is it from you, Seattle? Uh, From L.A., it's like a, I'd say like a two and a half, Johnny. Flight? Yeah. It's not too bad. No, dude, get that. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see Jared and Jake in the conga line. Dude, fucking, you need to go to the fucking party deck straight up. That's just where you need to be. Party deck. You go to Edgar's, grab yourself, grab yourself uh, a a beverage Mm -hmm. for the walk over to the party deck where there will be several more beverages waiting. But that place fucking pops. That's where you want to be. Party deck and center. You know what this you know what this series reminds me of? It reminds me of um and don't take any offense to this Mariners fans. It reminds me of when the Braves 2018, when they were like surprised everyone won the division, played the big, bagged, scary Dodgers. And the Dodgers kind of fucked us and they beat us two games in LA and it was like series is over. We came home to Atlanta. Already down 2-0. Everyone's series is over, but Atlanta was popping. 
First playoff game in Truist Park. It was lit. Ronald Acuna hit a fucking grand slam. Awesome vibes. Absolutely scenes. Still scenes. lost the series. We lost the series, <laughs> but we won the game, and it was scenes, and people don't forget. And that's what it's going to be like in, in Seattle. Was that's it right. like a movie, bro? It was a fucking movie. Damn, I watched dude. it on my computer from my house, but... <laughs> Wow. If you if you were there, if- which is why it was like a movie because it was kind of like Netflix on a computer mm. from a house. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's nuts. <clears throat> but anyways, in 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 summary, in conclusion, Mariners fans, series ain't over. You prove that you can hang with them. Hopefully, what I'm hoping happens here is that the Mariners just take that one on the jaw, and they're just like that woke us up because we're yeah. a good team. That's right. Like Get your that shit just, together, Ims. Hey, yeah. you got the pitching matchup to win. You got Luis, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I have no problem rooting. I'm, I am actively rooting for the Mariners. Actively rooting for the Mariners. In this division mm-hmm. matchup here, yes. Mm-hmm. Fuck them Astros. <laughs> I want to see the Mariners win. I, t- I believe the Astros are good enough to win the whole goddamn thing. I believe they cheated. I think the Astros cheated. Wow. That's- wow, dude. Did that Joe, you, you are, I don't know if you want to go public with that take, Joe. They throwing allegations out there? I, I literally just did. I don't know. If I literally just did. <laughs> I don't know if baseball is ready for a cheating scandal. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to. Also, I think what's going to piss me off the most is if Luis Castillo shoves in game two and they win and they like lose. four nothing. No, if they win, then oh. it's like they should be up to well. Uh, yeah. Well, what was going to piss me off is Luis Castillo goes out there and fucking shoves and goes like six, seven, shut one Ernie or so, and they lose that game too. That's mm. yeah, like that would fuck. That would hurt me because it feels like, damn, could have been one one, should have been two zero, but looking at it like, you didn't even capitalize on the fucking first one. No <laughs> fucking this one, we could have fucking win either. We we're supposed to fucking win the first one. All right. Yeah, yeah. That I I can't I just, I don't want to I don't want to get too frustrated before things. Yeah, actually I'm, happen, I can, I, I'm already getting a little pissed <laughs> off right now. Yeah, played the fucking for real. <laughs> if you're because right. you know, like coming out of the gates, I like that Mariners fans and their their heads went to some places. Like they were. Oh, thinking, for sure. Oof. Yeah, I feel like I feel book. like Mariners fans handled that loss at least from what I saw on Twitter. They handled that loss. A lot better than Cardinals fans handled the the no. six run ninth against Ims, Philly. I feel like the Ims fans are right now in the in the fog of war. They're just yeah. like it's like Saving Private Ryan. That fucking mm-hmm. like just fucking looking around. <laughs> they're like you're picking up limbs. Like I fucking yeah. what is happening? Everything's where's, just in a fog. Where's you Seawald? see people's? Where's Seawald? <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's yeah. They're they're dealing with the the effects of a concussion grenade right now. They, they don't know what's going on. They no, just hear so, ringing. They see yeah. people's they see people's mouths moving. They can't hear a word that they're saying. Everything's slow motion. <laughs> you know, ah, ah, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. Can you hear him? I can't hear him. It's, it's just a it's just a mumble with an intense <laughs> ringing sound. It, it'll get better though. It'll get better. Fuck it. It's just one game. Where I. It's just one game. That's it. Just one game. We'll come back. But, uh, what else we got? That's, that's um, our series coverage. Anything else happened in the world? Well, yeah, time? I think that there was something that happened, speaking of Verlanders. Um, but before we get there, I Uh-oh. want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Game Time. 
October baseball is here. The crowds are buzzing. And thanks to game time, it's easier than ever to be there in person. Joey will be in Philly for Braves Phil's game three. Me and Jake will be in Seattle for Mariners Astros. Uh, Thanks to game time for hooking it up. Game time is the fastest growing ticketing app that guarantees the lowest prices on tickets to all your favorite sports concerts and shows. You can view your seat from the app. You go on the app and you're like, oh, I hope I'm not behind a pole. Well, guess what? Now you can see that from inside the GameTime app. And oh, checkout perfect. takes less than 30 seconds. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and redeem uh, $20 off your first purchase with the promo code ROCKET. That is promo code ROCKET for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the GameTime app it, uh, for last-minute tickets. The lowest prices guaranteed. Shout out to Game Time. Very excited for this weekend. Uh, usually, I hate cross country flights, but I know that uh, on the other side of that rainbow, it's Seattle Mariners baseball. My first time ever being uh, at T Mobile Park. My first time ever in Seattle, Washington. I have never seen you so happy to get covered in semen drip. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's one of those things that uh, you're just you're you don't know that you're ready for it until it happens. It's yeah, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it is happening, and I'm excited for it. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, speaking of exchanges of not necessarily bodily fluids, but speaking of exchanges, um, there was an exchange between uh, everyone's favorite Japanese baseball correspondent <laughs> Ben Verlander <laughs> and. Jeff Passan. And uh, <clears throat> I don't even really know how this started. I just, well, what's funny, Dallas? What are you laughing at, dude? <laughs> dude, he has, he has the number one podcast in Japan. <laughs> just, just the way you, what? Just the way you introduced him. Just the way you introduced him. Am I wrong? I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, listen, we like that. He, uh, yeah, he just he just really likes Shohei Otani and uh, Jeff Passan. <laughs> I hate Shohei Otani, and that's the problem here. <laughs> that is something that people dug up after, didn't he say? Like Shohei, like it, like the hit tool is just not going to work out. He needs to be a pitcher. What was the I article? Got, he wrote? I got the article right here, man. What is it, dude? Let me shine some up. light on this, please. Ooh. Ooh. This is the headline. This is when Passon was on Yahoo, okay? When he was... So, 2018. The verdict, the verdict is in on Shohei Otani's bat, and it's not good. Oh. That's a tough Ooh. take for Passon to have. Well, mm. and uh, is, there any, is there any thought to like him just, just pummeling Ben to, to maybe keep this under wraps? Well, so here's where Ben's odd approach. Here's where Ben went wrong because I I think it was a playful exchange between the two. And then, you know, Passon says, like, like, uh, Ben goes for Jeff's height, which is, again, that's easy. Like, he's a little guy. (laughs) Did we say the tweets yet? Let's read the tweets off. Yeah, you should read the tweets. Yeah, Yeah, read the tweets. I don't have them. It's just low hanging fruit. Oh, they're deleted. I can find them. Yeah, there's definitely screenshots somewhere. Oh, I look can at find that. It real quick. What? God damn it. 
I just caught a bug in my hand and I thought he was dead. And I opened up my hand. He just flew out. That's good. That's good karma. You don't want to kill I bugs bad, before you go. I don't want to kill Seattle. bugs, but like that just means I have bad grip strength right now. <laughs> that doesn't mean <laughs> in my, my motor skills. I have quick yeah. hand-eye coordination. <laughs> okay, uh, so I got I got the tweets. All right, let's let's hear. Passon tweeted out uh something about when Verlander gave up those first few runs, he tweeted out like the he gave up a few runs, just a regular tweet about how he gave up runs and then replied to his own tweet about Justin Verlander saying, uh-huh. quote, Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander, just because I'm doing my best at Ben Van- Ben Verlander impersonation, in which case Shohei Otani, 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 Shohei Otani. Basically making fun of Ben for being a dick rider when it comes to Shohei Sho- <laughs> Otani. <laughs> Which, so, I mean, in the end, like, he can't be upset about that. Like, he he is a <laughs> Shohei dick rider. He is. Yeah, you got to be a little but self-aware here's the thing, there. Here's the thing. Yeah, like, the thing about Ben is I think, I think what happened with Ben was that he just started tweeting about Shohei and saw that that got traction during a time where he was new in the space. And then he's just like, oh, people are really engaging with these Shohei tweets. And then he just went a little too hard. Like he <laughs> yeah. should have, like he was on like a three. He should have turned it Japan. up to like a seven. And he turned it up to like a 5,000. And like the machine <laughs> broke. So like, yeah, you, like I get that like you want to establish yourself in the space. Like you should want to do that 1,000%. But he just went, like it comes across as inauthentic when you dick ride that hard like everyone everyone sees what you're doing when you do that they're like oh uh you got you got some attention when you became the shohei guy and now you're just going oh like we get it like we get that he's amazing so i think jeff playfully makes a jab at the fact that it's like all right we get that you like shohei it's like okay and then ben comes back with the height thing and I've said this before about passing. You always have to take the L in those exchanges because if you slap Jeff Passan, he will haymaker you in the fucking throat. Like that's just how he plays. Every time, like I would tweet the most harmless shit at Jeff Passan, and he'll always come back with some like, I, I can't recover tweet. It's crazy every single time. So I just don't, I don't fuck with Jeff Passan. I love Jeff Passan. <laughs> fuck with I, Jeff I consider him a friend. We talk regularly. Uh, I would invite him to my wedding and he would be there, I think. But I don't, I don't come at Jeff Passan because I know that he plays a dirty game that I'm not willing to play. And you can't ben, win with You can't win with Passan. So they ha- like, you know, Jeff plays into like your, your Shohei Dick Ryder. And then Ben comes back with like a height thing, which like, again, like, you know, we know that Jeff is a small little man. We know that. We know he's a little guy. Can I read the tweet? Because please, please, please. Ben says to that, he says, grab a step stool and say it to my face, Jeffy boy. And it's a screenshot. Which is fair. Fine. That's fine. I mean, and by the way, the screenshot says the passing's 5'9". No chance. If he's (laughs) 5'9", I'm 6'5". There's no fucking chance. He's not. Oh, he's, I love Jeff. Jeff, I oh, love you. Shit. You're not five nine. Why do you think he's so good at roasting people? That's there's how a, you get good at that shit. 
Because he's always whenever when Jeff when Jeff does TV, he's always sitting down behind a desk. You can't really tell. Jeff Jeff, I would say he's got to be. Actually, I'm not even gonna. It's not fair to because I don't like when people speculate about my height. I'm, fucking, I'm texting him right now. I mean, I'll call him right now, but I don't think that I think like because we're DraftKings, I think he can't come on or he yeah, has like he, a deal say, with Sandler because he knows exactly what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Jeff, what's up? Yeah. Buddy? So like it's an it's an easy. It's an easy shot to take at Jeff. And then Ben, where he goes wrong is like, you can't, you can't get too serious. Once you start like revealing like private stuff, like Jeff, like reached out to Ben about getting to Justin for an interview. Like he works for ESPN. Like I'm sure he, like it was just one avenue that he could have taken, but I'm sure he could have maybe, it's not like, it's not like, I, I don't think that J- Jeff, the only way that Jeff Passan could get an interview with Justin Verlander is through Ben Verlander. Like, I, I just don't believe that. No, but, but now what it is, is, and this is where it's like a, it's when you're at like a sleepover and you have like the pillow fight and you whack someone and they whack you back and it's like, ha, 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 and you do it again and someone hits you a little too hard and then you just fucking give them a concussion. Like, that's, that's what happened. It's like it started like as a playful pillow fight. Someone hit someone a little bit too hard. Someone's feelings got hurt. And then next thing you know, you're just fucking smacking someone in the head with, with a pillow full of bricks. And that's what that's what Jeff did with the aren't you always on your knees for Shohei tweet, which uh, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> let me read it for so, the people. Please Jeff do. Passen responded by saying when you're talking about Shohei, you're usually on your knees, though, right? Basically saying mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that I'm five nine. You suck dick. Uh, specifically, Shohei's penis. Yes, which is yeah, that's what he's basically saying, and uh, that's why Jeff had to delete it and then apologize. And that's where my problem comes in. Well, I mean, this is obviously an ESPN thing. Come on, yeah, that's yeah. not. Oh, uh, 100%. That's not. This is 100%. not Jeff. That's not Jeff seeing the replies, no, being like, no. "Oh man, people are offended by no. this." Oh, let me say sorry. I'm so Look, sorry. Okay. I didn't realize that everyone's so sad about this. So I'm sorry. Sorry yeah, to Ben. About, sorry to everyone is, that was sad. This is how the ESPN thing rolls. When I got hired there. On my Twitter page, the background of my Twitter page, if you're familiar with the Peanuts gang, Charlie Brown, uh, it was a picture of Lucy, who was not wearing any clothes. Oh, hey. And Charlie Brown, who's this is not anime wearing any porn. Clothes. Is that what you're saying? No, there's no <laughs> body parts. There's no anatomy showing. Okay. Um, but it's Charlie Brown with no clothes on standing on the shoulders of Lucy and the caption behind it said, all right, I've taken my clothes off and gotten on top of you. When's it supposed to start to feel good? The fuck? What was that? Your <laughs> That's your Twitter photo. background? <laughs> used to be. It used to be. <laughs> you, oh, you've changed or you just, you, you I, bent the knee to the man. As soon as they, as soon as they, like, they were like, look, before we make this official, here's some things, blah, 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 blah. Also, social media, your background on your Twitter page has to come down. And I was like, mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Charlie Brown talking about fucking bottoming out Lucy. Like, I, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, n- no problem. But, but my thing is, why don't we ever, like, why not that clamoring when you tell somebody else to kiss your ass? 
You know what I mean? Um, like, is it is it specifically the act that we're talking of su- about? Of like sucking a penis? Yes, of fellating an, an individual? Yeah, I would is say that, probably. Is that I the problem? You, I think, I I, yes. I, yeah, I would assume it's because of... Because uh, I, I heard people going like, oh, homophobic and blah. It's like, whoa, 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 time out. There's nothing, nothing's like, uh, as far as I know, as far as I understand, Anybody can suck anything, right? <laughs> right. Like I, I've never, I, I've never processed it that way. I also think it's it's sucking a dick's not necessarily gay. No, that's exactly 100%. what I just said. A hundred percent. I'm like, glad you said that, Jared. And I'm, like, I'm, and I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Jeff didn't tweet that. Right. And say that to ESPN. <laughs> but like when a, when a girl tells a guy to kiss her ass. Like, is there the uproar? Well, I mean, you, you, like she's not getting in trouble or getting canceled for like, I don't know, verbal sexual assault. Is that a thing? I don't even know what you know. But I don't like, know. You, you know it was, I mean? I think lo- if you want to look at lo- logically, it's like, okay, well, what's wrong with sucking dick? Like, what's wrong with that? What are you homophobic? Yeah. Kissing, kissing ass. You can kiss anyone's ass. It really doesn't mm-hmm. have to do with sexuality in terms of who you prefer. Not to no, say that, it, not to say that Jeff th- went th- too that's far. Where, yeah, I saw, I, I'm just saying I saw people like starting to come at him for that. Like, and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, are we serious? Is this like, and the answer is yes. This those is pe- where we're the, at the people, as a society. Those are all people that like, they just, they're looking for something to get upset about that day. Like yes. it's, it, you know what he means by it. He's not being homophobic. He's saying that Ben is way over the top. With his praise for Shohei. Like it comes across as inauthentic and phony with like everything can't be amazing. Like there are some bad things. Like we can we can say like this sucks or that. Like we don't love this. You can't just love everything. Like that doesn't make any sense. So Jeff was like, you are dick riding Shohei. We see that. And then people were like, that's homophobic. No, it's not. He's no, I don't he's know not talking about that. that. He's not talking no, about that. There were people that that's what I'm saying, Joey, is there were people that said that. And I, and all I'm saying is, how did we get there? Like, how do we make that fucking that leap and try to connect that? Like you're going after. I don't know, man. I just like and like Jared saying for it all to be as initially as. Uh, as harmless as it was. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I I guess harmless, but I also saw it as like, ooh, I feel yeah, like Jeff I was, was surprised like, really he like, said <laughs> it. I was surprised he said it, not because like I thought that it was wrong, but because I knew that the ESPN, ESPN was going to be co- like, yep, yep, yeah, like that, but dude, that don't play. Passing, I don't know, Passing's not telling people to suck his dick all the time, but he's roasting people. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> every couple months and yeah. i've never seen him apologize or delete any tweet he didn't tell anybody to suck his dick this time he just uh, no. inferred that there's somebody <laughs> he, who is he's had so- to apologize before about something like that was also harmless i forget what it was like I, I i just know that he had to offer some sort of like retraction and be like oh i tweeted something that was insensitive and like i'll learn from this and like obviously it, it was you know espn being like take this tweet no, down where you passing, told someone he, like, he, he definitely he, he he definitely could have went a completely different angle that would have that would have really really drove the knife in but what's odd about that is 
that would have been a more quote unquote buttoned up and professional approach. Yeah. And that would probably have done more damage than Jeff just being asked to delete this. Because if you've got one guy talking about, oh, you're going after me or coming to me for my brother's interview, blah, blah. You got to believe there's a couple different angles you could take mm-hmm. when talking about some of the access. That yeah, well, Jeff, Jeff got. isn't going to go that low. Like right. Jeff is not going to be Jeff doesn't need to to say what everyone else already knows. He doesn't yes. have to go that route. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just thought that it was it was stupid that ESPN had to like step in and be like, enough of this. Apologize for saying that he sucks Shohei's dick. Yeah, quit, quit, <laughs> quit picking on him. Leave him alone. Yeah, I don't know. It was fucking stupid. Anyways, um, I'll tell you what though, if Je- Passner comes after me, he better be ready, bro. Oh I'm, shit! You calling I'm him prepared, out right I'm now? I'm preparing for the day, dog. Are you calling him out? I can't take all that, down. dude. Because if he roasts you, you're fucked. First of all, unless you're coming up, you got to come up with some heat because. This is what I saw. Someone tweeted this. I don't remember who, but it was so smart where it's like, pass and roast you and he's got a good roast and like he does dismantle people all the time. Respect. But also, what he has is everyone has his notifications on. Mm-hmm. So, when pass and tweets, it goes out to everybody because they're looking yeah. for like the trades or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, it's like he's ratioing anybody no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's got a lot of power in the Twitter space. Mm-hmm. Power of the pin, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That is a good point. Everyone's got his notifications on. So when he flames somebody, you know. <laughs> Everybody's catching it right yeah. in real time. Those tweets spawn with 2,000 likes. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, you know, if you're Ben, you're obviously enjoying it. Like his, his, <sighs> his followers are skyrocketing from uh, the Shohei stuff and getting flamed by <laughs> Jeff Hassan. I don't think he's enjoying it, man. I mean... He's definitely, he's like, he's Mr. Positivity. Like, I don't think that he's, uh, oh. I, I don't think that internally he's like, man, I really wish I didn't choose this career path. You don't think he thinks about, I mean, I'm, sh- I mean, no. I'm, Go you look think he'd rather tweets. be like look working his- a, a desk job right now? No, but I'd rather him not just get a reply to every tweet being like, yeah, suck, you suck, show his dick, like you're <laughs> a bitch. Like, like the guy gets a lot of hate. I mean, like so do I. I don't care. I mean, like, I, I get, I get, like, on every single tweet, I get fucking. Yeah, well, you ask, you ask for it. Like, no, I don't. you, you no, I don't. like, but no, it's like part of it. It's like, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. Like, yeah, you kind of like, you tweet like controversial shit. Like, like what? You, your, your opinions. <laughs> Joey, Joey, a, Joey, he's sucking you in right now. You need to stop it, Joey. You're, you're not going to get it. But Ben, Ben Verlander tweets what do like, I tweet wow, that's controversial. <laughs> Joe, Joe, don't What's do controversial it. that I tweet, don't, Joe? Don't do it, Joe. Give me one controversial tweet. to others. Give me one yeah, tweet. I like, pussy. I like and retweet all of them, man. Because I yeah, but what's like what? What's my <laughs> most controversial tweet that you've ever? Didn't seen? Didn't you tweet that like the election was rigged, like or something, like two weeks ago? <laughs> no, I didn't vote. I don't vote. I don't care. The election's rigged. Jared Carabas said that. I wish I could vote for the Hall of Fame, but that's about it. That's the only yeah, other than the, you saying the election's rigged and COVID's not real, like it's, <laughs> but like those two things can get backlash. Just so, just small things, yeah. right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, but, but I'm saying it's like Ben Verlander tweets like, "Show hey two for two, woohoo!" And then it's like everyone's <laughs> like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Like you fucking suck. <laughs> like that's not fun for anybody. Well, I, I think I think at this point he would probably 
maybe he maybe he won't. I, I I don't know if he has that internal conversation with himself. Like maybe I overdid it a little bit this year. <laughs> this year, wait, you could have. Well, I hope that conversation was had on the fucking sixteen hour piece over to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, I maybe just, it's not. Yeah, it's I, it's a good. It's a good. Like Japan is a big market. Uh, you know, if you if you if you control that market, you, you've definitely got power, and there it's definitely something that could be lucrative for him. So I guess it's, it's, it's a business he play. Like, he doesn't. There's know no Japanese. way. There's no way that he cares that much, and he feel feels that strongly, and he's that passionate about some of the things that he says. Uh, but you know, if it's it's a business decision, same thing as like guys taking steroids. In, in baseball, that's a business decision. Him going all in on the Shohei thing, that's a business decision. So if it's working, which it is, all the power to him. Yep. Oh, uh, you know, now that we're talking about Shohei. Um, oh, God. Moment. All right. We got to no. go. There no, 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 is no. a great, great okay, moment what, what? to end the season with. Ah. Angels in-house. This is the day before Shohei's going to pitch. And uh, I had told Ipe, <clears throat> oh, and by the way, I'll mm-hmm. just let you folks know. Uh, I had talked to Ipe about coming on the podcast. Oh, Ipe, Ipe enjoys the podcast. Does he really? Ipe enjoys it. Uh, and Ipe, we enjoy Ipe. also said uh, he he told me he just he said hey, I personally mm-hmm. was all in, all in. He said I just and what I think, and, and he said I think you understand. There's just some things I can't do, and I said Ipe. Totally understand, brother. Totally understand, and, and I do understand. And for the folks who might not truly get it, you got to you got to remember a, a translator for somebody, especially like Shohei Otani or a guy like Matsui. They're not just, and it's kind of fucked up to think about, but they're not just their own human. They are, by virtue, an extension of this other individual that they're representing. Right, everything that this individual is saying is coming through the translator or through Ipe. And so whether he likes it or not, or you like, like he is an extension of Shohei. So he can't just go and, and run amok and do all the kind of crazy stuff he might want to do and then show up the next day and have to deliver this stoic message from Shohei all the while, <laughs> yeah. like you're scanning Twitter, looking at him fucking popping bottles and doing body shots on the, <laughs> like, it's just, you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. So, but he, but uh, all of that to say, Ipe's a fucking real one. Ipe's solid. And uh, I brought them t-shirts. And if you remember a few years ago, Shohei uh, couldn't make a start in Oakland because he took the wrong BART train. And they were heading in the wrong direction. Got it. So Oaklandish, shout out to Oaklandish, who is a uh, uh, culture clothing company in Oakland. They have a shirt that has all of the BART routes highlighted in different colors and it has the stops along the way. And so I got Ipe a shirt and I got Shohei a shirt and I brought it to them and delivered it to him. <clears throat> and I showed it to Ipe and explained to him what it was. And he just, he started laughing and he was laughing and like trying to, he was explaining to Shohei what it was too. And I just told Shohei, I said, Hey, you've had a good year. But I don't ever want you thinking that we're just rolling over. This shirt right here is to make sure you find your way to the ballpark each and every time the green and gold are coming for you. 
And we just had a nice little laugh and exchange. So you intimidated him a little bit. He got in his head. Just talk a little shit. Just talk a little shit to Shohei. Yep, they'll be on the pod soon. Don't you worry. It was a good time. Ipe, does Ipe have merch? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. Somebody's selling Ipe's merch. I guarantee you he does somewhere. If he doesn't? It's a big miss. Oh. Oh, my God. I feel like, and I don't want to take credit for this. I'm about to indirectly, but I don't want to take credit for this. Uh, Anytime this year that I've tweeted out, like if there's been like a baseball moment where something's happened, I've been like, oh man, I would, I would wear the fuck out of an insert thing that happened t-shirt within 24 hours. Someone's tweeting at me. Hey, here's a shirt. We'll send you one. Here you go. So you got it. You got a lot. I mean, like, (laughs) yeah. I made some pretty good money slinging t-shirts, Jared. Some pretty good money. There's yeah. some good, there's some good yeah. money in the t-shirt game. Yeah. Uh, you still never fucking sent me a Pound Town hoodie. Oh, I, I would got, wear that. Yeah, I got I got the hoodies. I got the fucking the get off my mound shirts. I got the Pound Town shirts. Yeah, Absolutely. I want. I like the color scheme. I like the green and gold. The green and gold tie-dye. Like, I can't wear like the A's logo. But I would definitely wear the the A's color the scheme. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's green and gold plays. <laughs> yeah. I've got one Ipe shirt. It's pretty funny. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a picture just of Ipe on, sitting, standing next to rocks. The rock? Like a model. He's just oh. standing in the light, dude. Like he's in the Grand Canyon or something, looking real mm. majestic. Damn. Yeah, he pays uh, a guy, man. He's a cultural icon. Actually, you know who? A a a girl uh, that I was watching baseball with platonically uh, put on put me onto Ipe like a few years ago. I didn't I didn't know what his name was, and then she was like, "No, that's Ipe." And she was like telling me his whole life story. I was like, "How the fuck do you know so much <laughs> about Ipe?" And she's just like, "Love Shohei." It was like a big Shohei gal. Dude, if you're, sh- if you're a Shohei fan, you know he's right next to him 24-7. Yes. Yeah. Ipe, she Ipe knew gets, trust everything. Me, Ipe's, Ipe's catching residuals, bud. Believe that. Yeah. Believe yeah. that for him. Yeah. That's funny. I hope she's doing well wherever that girl is. The girl that introduced me to, to Ipe. <laughs> is she probably just right off screen or no? No, <laughs> she's not here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She left for the day. That's not it. She hasn't been here in a long time. All right. Last mm-hmm. week. All right. Had not been here. <clears throat> Was that <clears throat> it? Uh, one final announcement. I figured out. I still got to tinker with it, but I figured out how to add custom sounds to the soundboard. Oh. <laughs> Only took yeah. you 160 plus fucking days. Oh, well, I just, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I'm still tinkering. Because like it shows up on my screen, but like so you it doesn't figured shit out. No, not yet. I I gotta okay. figure out because like like it it comes with eight buttons, four rows of two, and you can add, like you can click over to like the second bank, and then that's mm-hmm. where you can add the custom sounds. So like I've added the custom sounds on my laptop. But they haven't, like, I don't know how to get them. Yeah, I don't know how to get them on the pad to, like, work on the pad. Because I added, (laughs) 
I added a gunshot and I, Joey, Joey said something earlier in the show where he was just, I was like, he was like taking shots at someone. So I was about to go, (laughs) but, but it didn't work. So I've got to figure out how to get it from here to there. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You got to get the John Sterling. uh, What did I do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) What did I do wrong? Yeah. Uh, So that is something that I'm working on right now. Um, Figure out how to connect the two. And then next thing you know, we'll have a lot of drops that I can use. So we'll see. Until then. Hang with them. Is that all we got? Jake's takes. Uh, I'm just fired up to go to a playoff baseball game. I think Seattle is going to be loud as fuck. Mm-hmm. Jake, chocolate covered crickets. They're good luck. If you eat the chocolate covered crickets, you're essentially guaranteed you're locking in a win for America's team. So I'm not going to tell you that it's on you. I don't want to put that kind of responsibility on your shoulders, on your palate. But should you not consume the chocolate-covered crickets available to you at T-Mobile Park, you very well could be doing America's team a massive injustice. And I would hate to see your reception and your time at one of the most beautiful ballparks in baseball go awry because you couldn't stomach a couple of little fucking crickets. So just I'm putting that on your radar. Get those in you. Do America's team a favor. Rally behind them. Sounds gross, but now I feel like I have to. I mean, again, you know, that's it's totally it's it's up to you. I don't want to put their postseason success and the entire vibe of your trip. I don't want to put all that on you, but they'll be available. So you make your move. You feel you do, you'll feel worse if you don't. Yeah, probably. Probably nothing. A couple moons can't fucking wash down. Mm. Stop by Edgar's place. Enjoy the party deck. We'll see you in the PNW. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.